0: This is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty.
1: Hey, hey, it is The Monty Show. Happy only Tuesday? God damn it, it is only Tuesday. <laughs> uh, it is Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you. The Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business because you never pay the advocates out of pocket. Never. They never ask you for a penny up front. No consultation fees. There are no big retainers. You only pay the advocates once they win your case. Chaplain Attorney, live online, 24 7 theadvocates.com. A pleasure to be with you this fine Tuesday. Hey, big shout out to everybody, you guys. This has been the single largest week that we have ever had, the last five shows. We did. Um, and we couldn't do that without you guys. You support the show tremendously. Thank you to everybody who's given to the advocates and their uh, work to help homeless kids go to school with the basic needs that are required, um, things like clothing. And, you know, talking to Jennifer from the advocates last week, they are just trying so hard to help as many kids in our communities as possible. Um, if you have a dollar, $5, $10 to help a homeless kid, so that they have things like socks, underwear, t shirts more than one t-shirt so that they can focus on things like reading and writing instead of being bullied about the way they look instead of worrying about where they're going to sleep tonight there is their venmo on the screen they are working with uh the road home one of the finest homeless uh, advocacy groups in the country a dollar five dollars a million dollars whatever you have is very much appreciated venmo advocates donations advocates donations on venmo big shout out to dave first one in today no it's never gonna end ever uh simon how are you yes you are back simon good to see you my friend laura weiss hello in lubbock texas hey y'all, pew, pew, hey, pew, y'all. Pew. what's going on texas tech fans it seems like we have an ever-emerging group of Texas Tech fandom on this show. Yeah, the Red Raiders. You know, uh, Lee Jensen. Hello, Lee Jensen. Jay Chapman. Uh, as always, Lopes fan Gabe, you're a stud. Uh, Lopes up to Lopes fan Gabe and our good friends down in the Valley in Arizona. Hello to you, OG Gary. Uh, Harry Austin says, deal hits a snag. Is that like the deal is imminent? No, no, friends. Um, a pretty interesting a pretty interesting, 24 hours, if I do say so myself. Um, and as we've talked about the Pac-12, and we've talked about the Pac-12 TV deal, and we've talked about the details around that, I think we've been pretty candid with you about the tenor and the tone of the conversations we're having. And over the last 36 hours, that tone has turned very negative. And we tweeted this morning... About the Apple Pac-12 evolution, if you will. Right. And about, I don't know what, Jake, probably about an hour after that tweet went out, my phone rang from a blocked number. And it is a... It is always a gamble. You're always, you're always throwing Uh-oh. the dice when it's a blocked number. Uh-huh. I answered it, and it is somebody that works in the Pac-12 in communications. I've known this person for 20 years. This person was well aware that I was gonna talk about this on the show today. Because this person, I don't know, lit me up, got upset, got into me a little bit, any of the language you wanna use. Simply because I tweeted about Apple and the Pac-12. And I'm not gonna go into specifics of our conversation, But it essentially came down to the Pac-12 trying to control the narratives in their local markets. Right. And it's remarkable to me. This person is usually calm, cool, collected. We usually talk about golf, our kids, you know, just none of that today. Hey, tell me about these tweets. Hey, like just getting upset quick. Like it was never a, hey, Monty, how are you? Usually it's. Hey, Monty, it's X, Y, Z. How are things? Hey, guys. Like, you know, an upbeat professional conversation. Yeah. Not today. And I I think it's because there's a lot of pressure in the Pac-12, again, to try and control the narrative. And essentially, at the end of this conversation, this person did apologize to a certain extent. And then again said, hey, can you delete those two tweets? and i i i don't understand the need to be that micro that ground zero with i'm a nobody i'm a nobody right like we joke on the show about being the hacks on youtube and but yet you're calling me from thousands of miles away to tell me that that you don't like my tweets and i need to delete those tweets it's shocking to me uh-huh. it's in I don't know that we've had a conversation like that.
0: Yeah, well, I just think that, that the narrative or the, not the narrative, the attitude has clearly changed with officials in the Pac-12. I think that, you know, again, there's, uh, you know, a couple of things. A, it's been a year, right? It's been about a year that this conversation and this storyline or or as this person put it, this narrative has been, has been developing and evolving and progressing. And so I do think there's some burnout, and I do think there's some frustration at the same time. I do think that there is a little bit of this situation where, you know, as a conference in the big picture, the top officials in the conference are based on this call, in my opinion, going to people down the food chain and saying, hey, go to your people in your local markets, go to your media outlets, go to your talking heads and tell them to be nicer and tell them to 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 basically share information in a certain way that sort of paints us in a more positive picture and unfortunately not every media outlet is owned by a big company not every media outlet has a boss that you can leverage the talking hosts for right so when we get calls like this my first reaction is hey wow you guys are really paying pretty close attention to someone who allegedly is a nobody which I disagree, right? I mean, based on our numbers, we're far from a nobody, but we're not Paul Feinbaum. We're not, you know, Pat McAfee, right? We're not like some huge ESPN, CBS, Fox-based outlet, right? We're, that's not who we are. No. That said, I do think that getting calls like this shows you just how tightly the Pac-12 is paying attention to what people are saying, and, and I also think it's really interesting, like, you know, obviously, as many of you had asked us, hey, are you guys going to Pac-12 Media Day? You, you know, you went to Big 12 Media Day, are yeah. you going to Pac-12 Media Day? Yeah, this Media was Day. a
1: big thing, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think that, you know, some of the frustration around that for us, was that Pac-12 Media Day didn't get announced until, like, what, 10 days before you were going to do it? 10 days, two
1: weeks, yeah. So
0: for us, like, we didn't have a lot of logistical time. So the, the 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 amazing thing in the big picture here is that the Pac-12 is really, like, microscopically paying attention to what people are saying about its conference. And the dispute isn't right or wrong at all. The, like, in this tweet right here, right? You see what Monty tweeted. None of what's tweeted here is... is
1: is is
0: controversial,
1: wrong, or, hot take, or, or crazy. hot take. It is a direct source telling us um, that Apple and the Pac-12 are indeed working on an agreement, but multiple Pac-12 presidents have pushed back on tier one streaming altogether, as well as streaming for more than 50% of the conference, uh, their 50% of their sports content. I'm also told that Apple has been receptive to an agreement on Pac-12 football only, not all Pac-12 sports. That does not change the equation for Pac-12 presidents on Tier 1 streaming and percentage of Pac-12 football games on stream. And you would think that those two tweets were somehow controversial. That's, that's the oddity. Now, as far as those two tweets go, um, I think it is very interesting what we are seeing out of Apple and the Pac-12 Um, this idea that came out of a front office sports column where Apple essentially said to front office sports and many others, if we don't get the whole deal, we don't want it. And what they mean by that is if we don't have all of the MLS games and they have 99.9% of them, we don't want to do a deal with with MLS. If we don't get all of the Pac-12 football package, we don't want to do a deal with Pac 12, with the Pac-12 because they want global dominance because they're seeing in their other sports like baseball. They get a game a week on Apple TV. It does not help them. It does not move the needle. All it simply does is pay MLB a, a, a check every year. And that's not the way that Apple wants to do sports. They want to own brands. And right now, Pac-12 presidents, according to our sources, very well-placed sources, have said under no circumstances are we willing to put our tier one, our best football game every week on stream only, a la Apple TV, a la um, you know like Amazon Prime Sports comes to mind. The the Pac-12 and its presidents have not been willing to this point to take their best game and put it on stream only. I actually agree with that. Uh, they are also debating back and forth, and this has been a long-standing debate in the conference. How much streaming is too much. There are some presidents who would agree to a grant of rights on 100% of their Pac-12 sports being on stream. There are some presidents who will not approve a grant of rights with more than 30%. The concession, I think, is in the consensus will eventually be half of the Pac-12's athletic content will be on stream. And I don't think that's a bad thing for the conference. But right now, you're talking to people, and we told you that recently... The Pac-12 and Amazon Prime Sports have gotten back together and had talks. I'm told those are not negotiations. They have had conversations. But Apple certainly in the Pac-12 are negotiating and have negotiated. And Apple would like the entire thing. The problem is, is I think there's also a large swath that in the Pac-12 who would have no appetite whatsoever for just putting Pac-12 football on Amazon or just putting Pac-12 football on Apple. And Apple would absolutely be amenable to saying, okay, well, we're we're your home for Pac-12 football, not Pac-12 athletics, not basketball, not badminton, not swimming or track, football. And obviously the problem with that is the Pac-12 is not a strong basketball conference and has not been for some time. There's very little value currently, as we sit here today on July 25th at 2.15 in the afternoon, there's very little value for George Klyovkov and his team to go out and sell basketball only to somebody. That's gonna be an uphill climb. That's gonna be a CW deal. That's a deal where I could see a regional player getting involved saying, okay, yeah, we'll take Oregon basketball and we'll broadcast every Oregon game here on Jimmy Bob's tree-cutting channel, right? Like, I could see that happening. I don't think that's the smartest move for the Pac-12. I think if you're going to do a media rights deal, I think you have to have all your sports included because this conference is too good in baseball and too good in softball and too good in track, amongst other things, to just let the value of those enterprises fall by the wayside. But I also think, Jake, this conference has got to do something as soon as this deal is done. This conference has to do something to secure its basketball future.
0: Yeah, and I think that you know part of this conversation about the balance between streaming and linear is philosophical. Meaning, yes. hey, yep. okay, well, like you said, the conference is split on it. I, Me personally, I'm very much in the camp and have been in the camp for a long time that has said, hey... Because the Pac-12 knows it can't go out and get a strong, you know, exclusive deal with the ESPN, maybe it's time to flip this conversation on the head and say, okay, yeah, sure, right now, Apple is is an unconventional approach to college athletics, uh, college athletic distribution deals. It absolutely is an unconventional approach. That said, the Pac-12 needs a way to build... Um, some momentum, some notoriety with the conference in I a positive way. Yes. So if you went ahead, and in whether it's football only or all your athletics, I think it works. If you went ahead and said, hey, Apple is our exclusive partner for X, whether that's football or all athletics, I don't really care. But Apple is our exclusive partner. You can only find Pac-12 football on Apple TV. Because it's college football, Right that puts it in a different category i do believe that people will go out of their way to find football product we've seen that in consumer behavior we've seen that with espn plus we've seen that in a variety of ways so in my opinion i think that the the conference needs to come together and say okay we need to make a splash but again i do think the leadership in this conference is older and not experienced with streaming so they're uncomfortable doing that the
1: older thing is really interesting. Yeah. Because I agree. And we've talked about this on the show at nauseum. The older thing is a problem mm-hmm. because, and I think Anna Marie Cossay, the former executive director, the chairman of the uh, Pac-12 board of directors, she is somebody that has never, never been in favor of streaming in this conference. And I think it is, she, she is the driving force behind this idea that no tier one games will be on stream only, right? none. Not ESPN Plus, not Apple, not none. And I actually agree with her on that. But we part company, and the old heads, and I part company in the Pac-12, when we get to this idea that, hey, 50% or less. Well, why not put your tier one game on ESPN and stream everything else? Yeah. Why not put your Oregon-Utah game your Oregon-Washington game, your USC-Oregon game this year, your Washington-Utah game next year. Put that on ESPN, stream everything else. Because the biggest thing that you you, you have to avoid, and I think the biggest problem that this conference is going to have, frankly, is how many games are not going to be on linear TV. And if, if you're going to have a game, and if it's your lowest tier game, if it's your least attractive match, matchup, And what would that be right now? Stanford and Cal. Stanford and... Well, there's some rivalry there. Let's say Stanford and Arizona football right now.
0: Okay, sure.
1: Nobody's getting excited about that. Yeah. And let's say that game just frankly isn't available for broadcast anywhere. Stream, linear, your mom's satellite dish, nothing. Nowhere. Right. That's bad for business. Even if it's just because the best football recruit happens to be in, you know, Napa Valley, California and went to Stanford or was going to go to Stanford, but decided to go to USC so he could be in the big 10 and his games would be on TV every week because note what you have on NBC already big 10 Saturday night, like the promos are already running Yep. ad nauseum big 10 Saturday night on NBC. You think that's not a, you, you think that's not a shot over the bow? They're going after Pac-12 after dark, as they should. So my point is, I think at this point where you are, you can't be out to get some certain dollar figure. If you're in the Pac-12, you have to get the best structure you can get and fight for every dollar you can get and then lick your wounds and just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Because that's the harsh reality of where this conference is. There is, in my opinion, and based on sources I've spoken to, I don't see that we're getting a a fifty million dollar deal out of the Pac twelve.
0: Clearly. I, Clearly. I do not. Yeah.
1: I I maintain as strongly as I can say, all of the sources in T V and in the conference we speak to regularly have told us the numbers have not changed or shifted in a number of months. In a number of months. I have not heard one time that this conference is north of 20 million dollars. Not one time. The numbers have not changed. ESPN set a bar at 90 million dollars a year and that's where that bar remains. And if that's 90 million dollars you're talking about a game a week. You're talking about a game a week, that's it. And I if I am the if I am the Pac-12, take the linear win with ESPN Give them a game for their stream and try to work out a deal with, with Amazon Prime. That is, in my opinion, the best path forward for this conference. Because again, if it is just simply that, you know, Steve's mom can and grandma can watch the game for free on Amazon Prime Sports because they have Amazon on their phone already, that's a win for this conference. Absolutely. Because it kind of takes away the well, you know, recruiting and because right now you're getting your balls kicked in in recruiting because nobody has any idea if you're even going to be a conference or where your games are going to be.
0: Well, and I think if you simplify it even more, getting on Amazon and understanding that ton, hundreds of millions of, of Americans already have Prime on their phone takes away that additional step of downloading the yes, Apple TV app, creating an account, uh, deciding how much you want to pay. Right, And I know that that may sound petty, but I can tell you firsthand... I'm not interested in in going through yet another app. I'm burned out on hey, it's ESPN Plus, it's YouTube TV, it's Netflix, it's Amazon Prime Video, it's Hulu, yeah. it's the Utah Jazz app, it's the Major League Baseball app. I actually app. Like, don't
1: think it sounds petty at all.
0: Like I, I think there's a high burnout factor in in and what I think is really interesting is that is that the Pac-12 is talking to a partner that that has been innovative generally speaking, not in the sports world necessarily, but as a company has been incredibly innovative, has been incredibly um forward thinking with their technology and i think that apple could be and has the potential you know five to ten years from now to be a much stronger player in the space but they've only got one real league right now in the mls so the next
1: league right Jake, will you stop saying the tanner Plummer has told you repeatedly there's no the mls it's just mls because it's, it's garbage. It's not the Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. It's not the NBA. Right. It's just Major League Baseball and NBA right. and MLS. Right. 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 Okay. See, Tanner, I fought for your honor. Right. All right. I actually agree with you. Yeah. I think I don't think it is petty. I don't think it's stupid. I think it's smart. I think it's smart, savvy business. If you can get any piece of this, this TV distribution deal, whatever you want to call it, the Pac-12 media rights deal on Amazon. I agree with you 100%.
0: And I think if you can't do Amazon and you can get one game a week on ESPN and the rest on Apple, and you can get ESPN to agree to have Apple representation on the highlights that they're going to play in some form or fashion as a small reminder, <laughs> dude. I know that that's a, that's a, a a tough thing to ask, but think about it seriously. If if the Pac-12 and Apple partner, and Apple is like, okay. We, need, we know that the Pac-12 needs to grow the brand or or make the brand healthier. We also know we have to grow our brand. So we know if we make our, our footage, if you will, available to the mass media and we put an Apple TV watermark on it, that's going to help us. That's the kind of stuff you need to do. That's how you can leverage a tiny little slap together deal with ESPN to grow your Apple numbers and to grow the conference's viewership. But I don't know that the Pac-12 looks at it in that light. I don't know that they view the opportunity that way.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think it's one of those things where you really have to, I think you really have to be pragmatic about it. Uh, all right, let's get to your comments on the show. What a great way to start our comment section today. Yes, sir. d us baby. Start the show strong. New member of the program. We appreciate that. Um, you guys, you can be members of the program to support the show. Marlon Shaw gifted 10 memberships today. Let's go. Pick them up. Pick them up. Pick them up. Pick them up. Let's go. Marlon. Appreciate you. Um, D Maxwell's in for entry level $1.99 membership. You can get your, all of your comments highlighted in red for $9.99 a month. We add you to our Instagram members only chat. Where Tanner Plummer, will routinely beat you over the head with MLS content. <laughs> and Jake will just put gifts of monkeys talking on the phone. That's right. Um, it's an amazing group of people, seriously. So uh, appreciate all of you guys being here. Um, big shout out to N Donuts, who gives us $10 for the golf fund. Thank appreciate you, N Donuts. Uh, Boss Frog gets our first comment today for 9.99. Tell your friend uh, from the Pac-12, um, they need to take their anger out on the C-suite. The uh, The call would not be necessary if the Pac-12 had their business in order. What an ass clown.
0: Well, look. I, I, the, I, yeah, go but ahead. But
1: real quick, this... And I know this person is going to hear this, and it's, so I'm not kissing your ass, but the point is, this is a quality person. Yeah. This is somebody... I Again, I've known this person for years but and years. But I think years. that's why it makes it surprising. That's exactly what makes it so surprising. Yeah. And there were some candid moments about the conference being frustrated and we're trying to control our narrative inside of our media relationship person when he's down. I, I totally understand it. There's better ways to go about it and leveraging relationships to try and get people to delete tweets. First of all, don't ever ask somebody to delete a tweet. It's a bad way of doing business. Mm-hmm. Second of all, there's nothing wrong with calling somebody and saying, Hey, I just want to talk about those tweets real quick. You know, what was the Genesis? Cause I'd have told him, Hey, here's who I talked to. This is what I heard. How much of that is, you know. And I said to this person, hey, you want me to delete these tweets? Are you telling me that I'm wrong? And he straight up said, I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm just asking you to do me a favor. So I, I don't know how you want to describe that.
0: I think the more important part of it, though, is that the Pac-12 is obsessive is strong but they are watchdogging big time.
1: Oh, I think they're wounded. I think they are, and not even watchdogging. I think they know this negativity. Mm -hmm. And that's all Twitter is. Twitter is, I don't read my notifications. Mm -hmm. I don't read, I try to read my DMs every day from people that I, I, uh, at least on some level, recognize, like, I go out of my way not to interact on Twitter because it's just likes to fight guy. Yep. And it's insult guy, and it's, you know, like, it's remarkable. That's what they're trying to control, and I would tell you, just let it go. Or, excuse me, X is what they're trying to control. Because Twitter, (laughs) you know, anyway. Yeah. But you just have to let it go. Control what you you can control. You're never going to control Twitter. No. The the trolls and Twitter tough guys and you just have to understand that that's who those people are. Twitter has a use. Interacting with other humans is not it. Yeah, that that's not it. Uh, Jay Sleep gives us two dollars to say the MLS. See the the the. It's the. like the Ohio State, but it's the the MLS MLS.
0: Right, and it really can you please get the nomenclature right? It's the Lionel. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Uh, thank you, Harry Austin, who says it's not Twitter, it's X. Come on, guys. Yeah, get the
0: nomenclature right, dude. Just Come a couple on. of
1: hacks on YouTube. Come on, you dude. Know. Connor Johnson, how are you? Twitter wild with the trolls and the hot takes. Yeah, absolutely it is. Um, I'm interested, by the way, to see what your Oregon State Beavers are going to be like. Dude, I'm going to be good. Dude. I'm really excited about that. Stephen Smith, thank you, gives us $20. See, I'm guessing that Ray Anderson at Arizona State... Um, I am guessing that Ray Anderson in Arizona State, when he said the TV deal would happen in late July, early August, could still happen, but I highly doubt it. I, I don't have a firm grasp on timeline. You notice we've stopped saying, hey, I've been told multiple times that it imminent is not the word that anybody should be using <coughs> because it's a fluid situation. They know what the number is. The Pac-12 presidents are well aware of what their number is. And note that every president is and athletic director or chancellor is saying the exact same thing. Oh, we're really excited. We feel like we're gonna we're gonna meet or exceed the big twelve. Mm-hmm. They're all saying like the exact same thing. I can tell you behind the scenes, that's not the belief. We talk to people at just about every university and every town in this conference and every truck stop too.
0: Right, of course.
1: Um and most people, most people don't believe that they will exceed twenty five million. And you know, listen, I it, I really hope they get the fifty million they've always pontificated about. I hope they do. Yeah, well, I think that would forever change college football. No that, doubt, that would be remarkable for this conference. Yeah, and I think this conference desperately needs a springboard. A fifty million dollar deal would be a springboard. I just don't see how that's possible. Yeah, because if there was some pimp out there offering fifty million dollars. They'd have taken it already.
0: But that's, that's, but that's my thing with Apple. Like, I, in my opinion, we know Apple has money for days. We know that Apple can literally just write a check. Yeah. We know that. So my question is, Apple being newer in the sports broadcasting or sports distribution space... Does Apple have the cojones to cough up 35 a year? Is that is that what we're talking about and it's more it's like with Apple it's less about the the money and more about the fact that Apple's demanding everything but one game but again, or everything on if, Apple. If
1: Apple gives you 50 million dollars. I don't think you have a choice. I think you got to But every take that. game has to be on on Apple TV. Yeah, I think you got to take that. No, like no questions asked, have to take it. And there are rebates involved. Because that's what most people and I haven't heard the rebate thing with Apple in a while now. But earlier in the year, it was, hey, they're going to pay, and I don't remember what the number was in January, but let's call it $30 million. Hey, they'll pay you $30 million, but you're going to have to take rebates if you don't meet certain subscriber requirements. Right. I don't think you can do that. If it, And the real question is, if it's $50 million, I'm with you. Do you have a choice? No, you don't have a choice. You have to do it. But, man, that's going to be bad for business. I think with all due respect to Apple, yeah. I think it's a mistake to go all in on Apple TV. respect. 100%, 100% of your content, man, I think your league just died. Because you don't have reach. You don't have, I mean, in I would say probably half of the households in your conference, money is tight. Look at the geography of it. Look how much of your comforts resides on the West Coast in places like California, Portland, Seattle. Those markets are exceptionally expensive right now, right? How many people in, in the Bay Area can afford to add Apple TV to their repertoire of entertainment? Probably not a lot because it's exceptionally expensive just to rent an apartment. Yeah, I think
0: that that's definitely a risk, no doubt about it. Those are facts. Those are challenges that Californians face, and a lot of people up and down the West Coast face. No yes. question about it. However, I think that the Pac-12 needs to get a deal that that gives them just the sheer opportunity to get in front of as many people as possible. And, and so obviously ESPN with ESPN Plus and their family networks gives you that. But that's not really something that they're really open to when the number's 90 million. So your next best option, and again... This is why I say it's a philosophical discussion, because in my opinion and philosophy, I want the opportunity to be on every single iPhone that I can possibly be on. Now, just because someone has an iPhone, that doesn't mean that they're a college football fan. But what does it mean at a minimum? What's the minimum bar? I have the opportunity to try to reel that person in over time, right? So if I can say to Apple, hey, do we have the ability through the Apple TV app to kick out banner notifications that have a 10 second highlight on them of a touchdown. Tight game alert. Tight game alert. Do we like how just how aggressive can we be in the digital space with Apple TV? Because app?
1: I can tell you then on Amazon Prime Sports, when it's Thursday night football, oh yeah. Tight yep. game alerts, hey, this is going on, kick off in an hour. Which I really
0: enjoyed. I love that.
1: Yeah. And it just pops right up on your phone. So I think it's an interesting debate. Marlon Shaw gives us $20 to say, based on George's comments, he believes that if he holds on long enough, the metrics will magically change and he'll get a big deal. This is the message he's selling. They just continue to patiently wait for the deal to happen. Marlon, you're not wrong. I mean, if you listen to uh, George Klyovkov uh, at Pac-12 Football Media Day last Friday. That's what he said.
2: We constantly update our board. I think they're enthusiastic like I am about the media deal. But I will tell you what we've seen is that the longer we wait for the media deal, the better our options get. And I think our board realizes that. And the, uh, There's an underlying shift in the media market that's happening, and we're long-term taking advantage of that. But short-term, it may have provided some hiccups.
1: He's not wrong. It was not intentional. That's where you get a little foggy. They unintentionally are taking benefit of the landscape of the television business. Uh-huh. Unintentionally. If they had a deal last October, we wouldn't be having this conversation, right? They wouldn't be touting the fact that they're taking advantage of the changing landscape of the television industry. Yeah. But through their inability to land a deal, more opportunities have come to them in the last month. That's un- undoubtedly, yeah, it, that's almost without question. And I think that's why you're hearing him talk about that. But you know, for me, I, I think the, the, the real solution, you'd have had this wrapped up already if you'd have used the promo code Monty20 at Buckedup.com, because you'd have been yes. I mean, you'd have been down in. You'd have been down in the buckshots already, now, so you ad, would have had a mental lift.
0: Admittedly, today you've had the little lingering headache, and there's I been have.
1: here, you know, just it's one of those days. We
0: all know that feeling. So my guy over here just popped the buckshot. Give it. It's it's uh, what what time we got three thirty four Mountain right. Give it 10 minutes. Headache will be gone.
1: Guaranteed. You mean Arizona time. The point, is, right. the point right. is, the point is, the Buckshot's amazing. Uh, I have told you guys, I've been evangelizing about uh, Buckshot from Bucked Up for for many months now. We love being partnered with Bucked Up. Uh, they're a disruptor in the energy field. Um, and the thing that really makes a difference to me is their products just work. That's all you care about. Yep. Really good ingredients. 200 milligrams of caffeine, for instance, in a buckshot, but they give you ingredients that lift your mentality in your mind, so you can be in a better mood, you can be more productive, and I think that's what matters. If you take something and it doesn't work, if you take an energy shot and it doesn't give you energy and it doesn't give you a mental lift to get you through that TPS report at the end of the day, <laughs> what good is it? If you're taking, you know, if you're taking buck bars, which I hate protein bars until I found the Buck Bar from Bucked Up because it's got quality ingredients in it. It's long lasting quality nutrition. That's what I tell everybody, man. The Buck Bar is long lasting, it's decadent, it's great for like post-workout, it's great for that three o'clock snack. Hey, if you're somebody like me that's losing weight and counting calories and every calorie matters, pop a Buck Bar. Because it tastes good. It's whey protein isolate, the best form of uh whey protein. Also, the best part about that is what's the number one ingredient in a buck bar? Whey protein isolate. Facts. They make good products with good ingredients. Buckshot gives you long-lasting, strong energy to get you through the day. In the description below on the show, uh there is a link where you can get six free buck bars and six free. Buck shots right to your front door from buckedup.com. You want to buy some? Use a promo code monty 20 to get 20% off your purchase at checkout. Let's get more of your comments in here. Appreciate everybody dialing it up on the show today. Already 700 comments. Let's go, baby. Awesome. Check it out. Says cable forces you to watch food channel, HGTV, and weather channel. That's why people cut the cord. Which I did. I'm not. Okay. (laughs) Which I did. But that's. I don't know that that's entirely accurate.
0: You didn't cut the cord because you had Food Channel available. No, to you. I cut the cord because I had to pay for Food Channel. Right. So, like, if Directv tomorrow rolled out a package that said, "Hey, here's because I Directv offers a sports package, but it's got entirely too many channels that nobody cares about that are a bunch of garbage." Right. If you rolled out a a basic, super efficient sports package for twenty bucks a month, that was like the core sports channels, maybe MLB package or something that was just really targeted at that person that just wants live sports, you'd get a wave of business. But that's not what they're doing. And that's why you're getting a lot of cord cutting to which I say the next generation, I just had a guy in our studio yesterday or the day before talking to me about how, hey, my kid, uh, when we're on vacation gets annoyed when I have cable TV on, right? Like, Like they're all about the phone. So that's why I'm such an advocate of, hey, you got to get digital. Yes, there's risk, but in the Pac-12's particular
1: situation with their circumstances, digital is the way, in my opinion. Do you guys know, in Gen X and Gen Z, two of the most important generations right now, what is the number one most favorable media brand? Which means, hey, what brand do you like the most in media? In Gen X and Gen Z, you want to guess? YouTube. That's exactly right. YouTube, number one, and it's not close.
0: And I think what's fascinating about that is it's number one for multiple different reasons, right? Like the
1: content that a Gen
0: Xer would consume is very different than what Gen Z is consuming, yet they're both in the same place.
1: It's ridiculous.
0: To which I say, okay, that tells me that YouTube has serious traction across decades of different ages, and that tells me that if I can just get My, you know, slice of
1: the pie, if you will, if I can just get my little portion, we're going to be in a great place. We sat with Larry Scott many moons ago now at Pac-12 Media Day and asked him why he wasn't doing a deal with Google. And he swore up and down they were. And it never materialized. Yeah. If the Pac-12 could pick any platform, I'd tell you YouTube TV is where every single game should be. Every single game. And they would do just fine, in my opinion. It it, it it really is amazing yeah. to me. Just a rowdy dude from South Carolina. The ACC TV deal is a thousand times better than any deal the Pac-10 can get because the ACC network is right next to the SEC network and is home for non-revenue sports. Well, it's funny you bring that up because somebody I was talking to the other day was telling me that there is, there is a renewed intensity about making sure that Pac-12 Networks does not die. Because I think that's what you're going to see, is that Pac-12 is probably going to sell its rights to football and basketball, and all of its other sports, including non-revenue-generating sports, will be on Pac-12 Networks. I think you are going to see that the, the reach of Pac-12 Networks is going to be the primary focus. Once this TV deal is over, I think you're going to see that they are they're very likely going to get very aggressive with making sure the Pac-12 network is on every phone and every tablet, yeah, every single one. And whether it is, I also think they want to do less pay per view. They'd like to have it widely available. Which, by the way, again, I just ask, why didn't you do this with Ion Scripts then? But that's just me. They know that if they can get reach on phones and tablets, they can sell it to their partners. So reach always equals money every single time. And my point is, if you're the Pac-12, if you would to realize this a year ago, you wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah. But now I think very slowly, they're coming around to this idea that reach equals revenue. Mm -hmm. We can sell Pac-12 softball championships to whoever. Right? Because remember, who gets that now? Well, ESPN gets it now. Where's the college women's world series? ESPN. Where's the college world series of baseball? ESPN. That's all changing. That is all changing. So those those lead ups, the, the everything that's not a regional or a super regional, you gotta monetize that. Yeah. You've got to find a way to monetize Pac 12 track and field. You got to find a way to monetize any sport that you can monetize. You got to find a way to do that. And those regional deals, man, I think if you are if you are Arizona, Arizona State, you should be with Great TV in Arizona. If you are Utah, why the Utah Utes are not talking to Ion scripts, I have no idea. Yeah. And why you're not? I think one of the other things I've heard lately is the grant of rights now will only cover basketball and football that there will be no grant of rights for every other sport so that you can go and find distribution locally because there that that Bally Sports collapse that's been going on across the country Arizona by the way the Arizona Diamondbacks their television distribution is now through Major League Baseball because Bally's collapsed and stopped paying them yeah and you're looking at things like the WNBA on Ion scripts like and I'll again say the Las Vegas Golden Knights Hockey Club. The reigning Stanley Cup champion Las Vegas Golden Knights. Who has their TV deal? Uh, that'd be Ion Scripps. Has their TV deal in Idaho, Utah, Nevada, and I think parts of Arizona. So they're going to be on TV where it matters most. That's ridiculous. It's crazy to me how good that is. Yeah. And you look at WNBA on Saturday nights on Ion. That's a great deal for the WNBA. But somehow that gets spun as, oh, well, we're the Pac-12. You're crazy is what you are. And what you should do if you were really savvy, These the idea, and, and I wonder what you guys think about this, the idea that you're getting $50 million per school per year, that's over. That's yeah. dead. Forget it. And I don't care if you're the Big Ten or the SEC, those deals are dead now. This The, the next time all of these deals come up, that's when we're going to find out who's got balls and who doesn't. Mm -hmm. That's where where we're going to find out, hey, how much did that Rucker Park in Mexico deal mean for the Big 12? Because I think you're going to see grant of rights are going to be dramatically less powerful. Dramatically less powerful. And I look at Notre Dame, no grant of rights on their football. All their other sports are in the ACC. And they're going to make more money on Notre Dame football than they make on all the other ones of their sports combined. Mm Mm-hmm. That to me is what these grant of rights are going to turn into. Basketball and football only, everything else, you're a free agent. Find the deals that you can find. And if it's streaming only, and you know, the other thing is, dude, if there was a Notre Dame athletic app where I could get every Notre Dame game on my phone, goddamn right, I'm paying 12 bucks, 20 bucks, 30 bucks a month for that. I will absolutely watch Notre Dame hockey on my phone. Yeah. I will watch Notre Dame basketball. I will watch Notre Dame football. I will, like, I will absolutely do that. Think about your favorite team, right? If you are to all of our our friends in Dallas, if you're a, a Texas Longhorn fan, if you're a TCU fan, well, there are no SMU fans. We know that. But if you happen to be the one SM, I'm. It's a.
0: Yeah, if you're on an oil rig somewhere as an SMU fan, all hat no barrel.
1: Yeah. Uh, my point is, think about your favorite team. You would absolutely pay that money to watch all their sports in a streaming app on your phone. Yeah, I no doubt about it. Facts, yes. no doubt about it. People yes. would people I think would fall over themselves to do that. Yep. Uh, Holden Hiscock,
0: bro. Okay, first of all, if you're gonna roll out that that account name, your comments
1: better be great A. Hiscock. Saul Goodman says, "I it I would be great if you could pick your channel and pay. It would." I agree. Jeremy Callahan, Pac-12 idea of phones is two tin cans in a string. Easy. Wow. Wow, you're not wrong.
0: Waves in opposition.
1: You're not wrong. Um, two masters, a queen, somebody walking in a backpack. Okay. 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 Um, Tom says YouTube is number one by far. Yes, it is. SA says BYU TV. No, incorrect. Conundrum, I had YouTube TV. It was great. I love it. I now have YouTube TV. Jeff Woodworth, Pac-10 um, hopes Apple TV will force people to watch Pac-Sports. Pac Perhaps 10. uh Harry Austin, how are you, Harry? Uh, 100% my kids watch YouTube 90% of the time. Hey, see? you see what I mean? Ex- perfect like, example. Yeah. Perfect example. Kids are not interested in direct TV. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Rick Forrester, I'm Generation Boomer and I watch YouTube. Amen see? to that. Amen to I mean? that. Make sure you hit the like button while you're watching YouTube as well. Tom says, uh, making a deal with YouTube would be awesome. Legit, I think the Pac-12 just streams on YouTube with the YouTube revenue instead of taking a paywall. Back like 10 how, That makes too much sense. Stop. Seriously, Tom, relax. Yeah, dude,
0: chill out, bro. Like,
1: come on, the, dude. The common sense thing really pisses people off. Yeah, come
2: on. Well, that's the issue, isn't it?
1: <laughs> Seriously. How much sense does that make? Yeah. Come on now. Uh, Jeff says, uh, what... what What's YouTube? Never heard of it. I don't know.
0: I don't know, dude. It's some, some digital internet thing. I don't even know what
1: the internet is. You know. You know. Um, Holden says, where's Gumbo? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, Gumby, Holden says, he's here somewhere. Oh, gee, Gary, my guy, how are you? Uh, Pac-12 Networks doesn't die. It won't exist if there's no conference. Well... But I still think there's a conference. It's not fucking real. No, it is real. Right. Right. I, I, I'm telling you, it's real. I'm telling you, it's real. There's no doubt about that. The eye Patch says Thursday Pac-12 won't have a deal. I hope they do. Yeah. I, I hope they do. I, like, I'm interested in this, in this Big 12 board of, or this uh, Colorado Board of Regents meeting uh-huh. that is scheduled for um, tomorrow. Because, it, it one, it's an executive session. Mm-hmm. Here's the agenda. It's an executive session. Right? Wednesday, 2 p.m., Arizona time. <laughs> That's a joke from this show, and I shouldn't joke. Uh, executive session for Regents. Look at the last line. Legal advice on a specific matter, athletic operations.
0: Schemers trying to control
1: their little worlds. Now... For all of you being like, oh, oh." (laughs) they can't do anything in executive session. Oh, they simply use executive session to talk about shit. They don't want us to know they're talking about. Right. So they write an agenda item like, you know, athletic operations.
0: You mean the TV deal and how soon you're going to pack everything up and head to the big 12. Which
1: could be the athletic deal or. You know, the rate at which Gatorade flows through a nozzle on a Gatorade bucket. Pack this thing up! We're out of here! (laughs) Right? So, who knows? But the obvious inference is, we don't want you guys to know what we're talking about, so we're doing an an executive session with clandestine uh, agenda items written. We still never talk sometimes. And we told you yesterday on the show, Colorado and Arizona are viewed as destabilizing forces in the conference. Right. I still, and I know every time I say this, the YouTube comment section, it's like, you're a fucking idiot. You know what? Uh, Big 12 ain't on. Yeah, you lose some weight, Chubbs.
2: Yes, yes, yes.
1: Uh, Invariably, but I will tell you again, (laughs) nobody in this conference wants to leave the Pac-12. None of the 10 remaining members want to leave. So get your facts straight. Will they leave? Sure. Do they want to? They don't. They don't. And I think until I see Colorado leave, I just don't believe that they're going to go. I think Phil DiStefano last Friday going out of his way to say, oh, man, no, we love this conference. We're staying together. You know. Don't lie to me. Why go out of your way to say that? Why go out of your way to say that? You're scheming. Maybe. But I don't think there's any doubt that Jet Fish video from last week. I don't think there's any doubt Arizona's looking to get out. Yeah. I don't think they want to. But I, I think the hard part that people don't want to talk about is that every school in this conference has spoken to Brett Yormark and his team. All 10 of them. Every single one of them. Pac-10. And I get it. The 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 Pac-10 people are going to lose their shit when I say that. Every one of these schools has spoken to Brett Yormark and his team. And Utah confirmed it for us. Oregon State confirmed it for us. Washington State confirmed it for like. We, we, everybody. And why wouldn't they? It'd be derelict in their duties if they did not.
0: Yeah, which I think everyone just forgets about. Like, it's your job to know these things.
1: Now, having said that, I don't think there's, I think Utah is going to hang on until they're, every one of their fingernails is ripped off by the rope. They're going to hang on until they can hang on. (coughs) Which, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on what side of the line you're on, I hope that Utah thrives because it they the the athletic department is phenomenal. Yeah. But yeah. I think there's no chance in the world that they are going to be actors in in the destruction of the Pac-12. If it comes to that, and I still maintain the Pac-12 is going to exist. My opinion, I think Arizona and Colorado are very likely to make waves. <laughs> I'm not ready to say they're going to go I just I, until somebody goes, I'm not going to believe it's going to happen.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a huge step. There's no I, doubt. I, I mean, I, it's, yeah. it, it is it is akin to jumping off the boat. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that it's uh, it, everyone downplays it and says it's the easy choice to leave, but I think it's far. Look, it's far from easy. To change conferences in a variety of different uh, lights, right? Like, obviously, on the logistics side, it's not easy. But I just think what people, generally speaking, undervalue, like the folks on Twitter or just the masses, what you guys undervalue a little bit is that these people really value their relationships, they value their colleagues, they value their current setup, right? They Be- do. Because, again, it's not all about athletics. And that's what I think is the unpopular take is like it's not they're not just out here like oh, okay well we're only getting a dollar here and we can get five there we're gonna go there it's not just that simple now is that what the p and l sheet says yes but i'm telling you the relationships and the current setup and their comfortability in their current setup really makes it difficult
1: for them to want to move yeah and i feel like i feel like i have a pretty good what's the word um hypothesis i have a pretty good educated guess based on people i've talked to about what's going to happen i and i mean it's i'm sure i'll get crucified for this but i think they're going to get a 20 million dollar deal it'll range between 20 and 25 million i think it's going to be espn'll get a game of the week on saturday night and i do believe I, I have to believe that the streaming partner either winds up being Apple TV or ESPN+. And my guess is you could have a regional TV partner and that would be the CW. And I think that gets you 20 to $22 million. Depending on what CW comes through with. Because I'm telling you right now, ESPN's not going to raise their price. They have no reason to. ESPN, and the problem is ESPN just doesn't have to care. Yeah. And they don't. Yeah. That's business. They're going to pay you $90 million a year. And if you give them, if you give, I think they will pay you $90 million a year for a uh an ESPN Saturday night and an ESPN stream. Yeah. That's that's what I think it is. And I think you're gonna have a regional carrier. That's going to distribute and and hopefully, because we told you we 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 talked to those that know. Ion scripts is out. They are not involved. They have not been involved for some time. Mm-hmm. They are out. So I have no reason to believe that that it's anybody. And you know, the funny thing is, and I need to be careful with you know who we're telling you we spoke to, but we spoke to some people at the top of regional. TV networks. Yeah. And they were all in on, on the Pac-12. And then they just have vanished. Have not heard word one. And it's it's really, it's really strange. I don't know. I don't know what happened at the CW. Because we, we were dialed. We were talking to the dudes at Nexstar. The dudes. And... They have gone eerily silent. Yeah. And we know almost for a fact, Ion Scripps is out. Ida told you that from April forward. We know almost for a fact that the CW has pretty significant interest regionally. Mm -hmm. They are not going to give you a single O&O or affiliate station east of the Rockies. It's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not gonna happen, which is why SMU is a problem. Because SMU would not have would not have regional carriage.
0: Well, and I think even uh you know, at that point, even Tulane's pushing it, right? I mean they're Tulane know, would not have carriage. Yeah.
1: Now maybe CW has changed their mind on that. But they were pretty steadfast. You're not getting New York. You're not getting Chicago. You're not getting Miami. Well, and the original issue
0: was is that George wanted a national deal. All those months George ago, George wanted, wanted a national George deal.
1: George wanted a three hundred I believe it was three hundred and fifty million dollars a year, and every CW owned and operated an affiliated station. And one, you can't do it with Live Golf. Yeah. Two, there's no way to make affiliate stations carry programming they they cut off live golf to show reruns of happy days Bet you weren't expecting this one they cut off live golf the final round the final two hours of live golf however all those weeks ago for little house on the prairie because it's garbage they turn that shit off and put on little house on the prairie bo nix is going down the field at Reser Stadium last year. What if that game's on the CW and like, well, Charles in charge of my days and of my nights? We gotta show that episode. I want it. Yeah, we're gonna have to turn this game off. Eugene. Bo is like, Bo's just throwing
0: the ball on like a 50 yard go route. Channel flips.
1: <laughs> Scott Bale for the win. <laughs> but that's what that's what the CW cannot. Force affiliates to take their programming. Yeah. So, again, just to put a bow around this, my hypothesis, which is an educated guess based on people we've spoken to, I think ESPN gets a game on TV for Pac-12 Saturday nights, if you will, Pac-12 after dark. I think you get a game on stream, two games a week on the ESPN platforms. Yeah. And I think you get a regional TV deal. That's what I would guess that it would be, and I would guess that it would be the CW. The only other circumstance that I can see is Amazon Prime Sports taking a Friday night Pac-12 game. Because I can't see any president in this conference going all in on Apple TV. And they have made it really clear that the only thing, Apple has made it really clear, the only thing they will do is go all in. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Delaric gives us $5. So I think the only, um, the only in Colorado that may want to leave is Deion because he wants to recruit in Texas easier. But if you're Deion Sanders, you can go to Zimbabwe and recruit well. Facts. Being in the Big 12, and I, I Delaric, this is an opinion thing. I'm not saying you're wrong. I don't care who you are. If Deion Sanders walks in your front door, and you are currently a high school senior. Dion's dad knows who you are. Dion's mom knows who you are. All of your friends know who Dion is. If, if if his assistant coaches are coming to your game or your practice or they're coming to your school to meet with you in your football coach's office, everybody knows who that is. Texas, Louisiana, Florida, uh, Pennsylvania, I don't care who you are. You're meeting with Dion Sanders. If he offers you an official visit, you're going on a visit to Colorado. Yep. Unless there's – if you grew up a Green Bay Packer fan, yeah, you you probably don't have an affinity. <coughs> if you grew up in Dallas – Hell yeah. You think Deion – you're not answering Deion's call because he's in the Pac-12? If you grew up in San Francisco, you think you're not answering the call? Like, of course you are. Of course you are. Atlanta, if Deion Sanders comes calling to Atlanta, do you think – if he comes calling to anywhere in Florida – uh, you know, if you were in the Big 12 prime, I'd take the call, but man, you're in the Pac 12. Those liberals out there, I don't want to get any of the scabies from the liberals. Um. You know what I mean? Like, that'd be, that'd yeah. be, that, I mean, and this is, again, this is just my opinion. Yeah. And I could be wrong about this. Yeah. But I feel like, That'd be akin to saying, nah, I don't want any Papa Murphy's calzones. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do calzones.
0: Papa Murphy's does calzones? Oh, I think you mean I do the calzones. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do
1: it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with fresh ingredients and hand-shredded cheese tucked in a scratch-made dough. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And
2: don't forget the calzones.
1: Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Guys, it's super easy. Download the app, put it on your phone. This past weekend when we were debating, hey, do we make wings? Do we get pizza? Do we get calzones and meatballs? Do we want calzones and meatballs on Saturday? Of course we did wings on Sunday, duh. duh. Um, But we just ordered it on the app while we were golfing. Up at, up at Canyons Golf, our official golf course of the Monty Show. Golfing, ordered the, the calzones and marinara meatballs. Said, "Hey, we want to pick it up at 11:30." Boom. Walked in there at 11:45. It was on the rack, ready to rock and roll. Took it home. Had the best lunch. It was awesome. Out of here. It's that easy when you have the Papa Murphy's mobile app on your phone. Use the promo code Monty25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. At Papa Murphy's Pizza Hour. Number two of the Monty Show presented by our friends at Big O Tires and American Fork. Ryan and our guys, the Lift Kit headquarters of Utah County. You guys, if you have not been following them on, on social media, their Instagram account is crazy. They have got, they did a Raptor a couple of weeks ago. Like every Lift Kit they do. They make these great videos. Like go look at their work. Big oh, O Tires on. AF. Um and the thing that I love about Big O Tires is everybody knows them for tires, right? They, they're they doing my tires. They they also did my tint, though. They did my oil change. Like They do everything having to do with car repair at Big O Tires and American Fork. I would tell you, hey, whether it's oil change, tune-ups, tire rotations, you want to put a lift kit on your Jeep, your truck, whatever it is, they can do it. You want to lower? You want to lower your Subi? Bruh? Uh, You want to lower your Honda R type? uh, Nobody buys those cars. But
2: you you, out of your goddamn mind!
1: Suspension, light kits, new windshields, tinting—you name it. Anything to do with fixing a car. Big O tires in American Fork is where you go. Talk to Ryan. Tell him you heard about it on the Monty Show. And of course, they always have the best deals on tires because that's what you know Big O tires for. Your go-to stop for tires. Big O tires in American Fork. All right, let's keep rolling with your comments. If you're just tuning into the show today, thank you for being here. Please hit the like button as we uh, deliver the latest on the Pac-12 TV situation. Um, a couple updates for you today. Really, it, it's centered around Apple um, and the Pac-12. We are told by sources close to the situation that Apple and um, the Pac-12 have had recent conversations and negotiations about structures of a deal. I don't think it was any accident that Apple came out and said this week in sports they want to own the entire property. Uh, Much like they do with MLS, much like they do not do with baseball. Now, what are the two big differences? With MLS, they're getting everything that Messi does on Apple TV all across the world. That's the way that Apple TV wants to operate But that's not really going to work for the Pac-12, and here's why. Because as we've reported exclusively on the show, for over six months now, most of the presidents in the Pac-12 will not sign a grant to rights for TV or distribution. That includes all of their Tier 1 games on stream, which is their best game of the week. So picture a Utah-Oregon, a uh, Washington-Oregon, the biggest game of the week. That's your Tier 1 game. Most presidents in this conference want that on ESPN in a late night primetime slot to help the conference get a better fit into the Pac-12 uh championship game, which of course facilitates the college football playoff. So that's one sticking point. And the other sticking point is how much of this conference needs to be on stream. Because if you have going forward in this New Deal five games a week in its current incarnation, the Pac-12 is looking at really having two games a week distributed. That's a huge problem if you're the Pac-12 because that means you probably are only going to have your three or four best teams in a good week distributed on television. So would it be a situation where, hey, maybe we just do a deal with Apple and give them the whole thing? Well, can you get a grant to rights on that? Can you get a grant to rights on a deal that's 75% streaming and one game a week on traditional television and ESPN. That's the big question. I think that's what Apple's trying to figure out because they have made it pretty clear they don't at Apple, Jake, want to do deals like they did at Major League Baseball. And I I, I agree with them on that because I think it doesn't give Apple the the ability to own the, the I don't know, the, the space is the word that I want to use. Mm-hmm. They want to own everything Pac-12, and I don't think the Pac-12 is in a position to give that to Apple.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I think they aren't, and also they don't have a choice. I mean, yeah, Apple wants to wants the consumer to say, okay, uh, my favorite or my or the best Pac-12 game of the week is is on right now. Where can where do I find that? Well, that's on Apple TV. That's what they want to force the consumer to do. Hey, the the UFC pay per view is on tonight. Where do I get that? Well, you get that on ESPN Plus now, right? That It's the same concept. And I think that's why Apple is an all-or-nothing proposition, but I still maintain. And yes, there's risk. Yes, there's downside risk. No question about it. But I still maintain that if PAC, if the Pac-12 said, okay, every, every uh, Pac-12 football game, with the exception of seven or eight a year that are like signature matchups, let's say, is going to be on Apple TV that's right and and you're going to have to jump on that platform and then my guess would be and again this is just speculation right if if Apple TV landed a football contract with the Pac-12 my suspicion would be that would open the door to other brands other leagues other opportunities being more open to giving Apple TV a shot because now you've got football and football's king so to me yeah, you're only getting a couple games a year in Major League Baseball, and that's why it doesn't really make an impact. But Major League Baseball is too large of an entity for you to have the whole thing. With all due respect to MLS, Major League Baseball is never just going to jump on Apple TV, in my opinion. Does it happen? If it does happen, I'll say that I'm wrong. But I don't think leagues, entire leagues at the professional level uh, are going to jump on Apple TV. But what did Apple TV really say? Uh, they want all or nothing unless it's a major opportunity, unless it's a huge thing. Yeah. Meaning, hey, if it's the NFL, we're happy to take a partial piece because it's the NFL. So that's why I say, if you're the Pac-12, I do think there's credence in jumping on Apple TV. But, yes, there's risk. If you're going to jump on Apple TV, you've got to be more aggressive with marketing. I can't tell you the last time I saw a commercial for Pac-12 football. When's the last time you saw a commercial for Pac-12 football?
1: No, and I I think that the other part is – it, it it this is why it's so critical that ESPN and Comcast slash NBC Universal make a deal. If you're a Pac-Twelve fan, you should really be hoping that ESPN and Comcast make a deal together. That they that Comcast becomes a an equity partner, if you will at ESPN, because that really does give you the best of all worlds. It gives you an opportunity to, uh, you know, quote unquote, work off this $70 million debt that you owe, which you have taken less money on. So it's less than 70 million. But the idea that again, SMU is going to come in and pay that debt off for you as an entry fee is crazy. I think that's a really important part of this conversation. If you're a Pac-12 fan, I would... And you hear there's a deal tomorrow that that should really be scary for you, Mm -hmm. because I think if you can push this out to the week of kickoff and give ESPN and Comcast NBC a chance to make a deal, which I I'm told is an absolute possibility. I think that's the best case for you, because it gives you ESPN, it gives you it gives you NBC and USA Network, which I still think is the best of both worlds. It is the best of both worlds. And for ESPN that works because it gives you Notre Dame football. For Notre Dame it works cuz that gets you 75 billion dollars a year for 5 years. I I just don't know why you wouldn't do that. Yeah. And I think that's a far better deal in my opinion than anything you're going to get at the CW, than anything you're going to get at Apple. That gives you Peacock, that gives you ESPN Plus, ESPN, ESPN 2 and USA Network. That's the deal you should be waiting for. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. All right, enough of us, more of you. Uh, Hero75 says, sorry, but if the Big Ten came calling, every single team in the pack will leave at once. I don't think so. I I actually disagree with you. I think there is – the problem is twofold with that statement. You're talking about people here who don't understand and really don't care to understand athletics.
0: Well, that's a great point.
1: I I think that you look at Kirk Schultz at Washington State – That guy, in my opinion, his job is in jeopardy because he had a staff revolt about the way that he was spending money in in athletics. You look at Cal, they're in a massive hole. Even getting a subsidy from UCLA, they're in a massive financial hole. They've made bad decisions. The California Board of Regents has not made good decisions around sports. You look at at the, the smaller institutions in this conference have debt load. You look at Oregon State with Research Stadium. Look at San Diego State with Snapdragon. You look at even their potential partners. They're struggling. You look at Stanford. I don't think that there's an academic at Stanford who gives a damn about $100 million for football. Yeah. I don't think they care. Well,
0: because what you have to understand is $100 million to academia is pennies. I mean, it just is not that much money. And I think the... The the conversation for academia is more like, hey, we're having to we're having to pull athletics along versus, hey, like at other institutions, it's like, hey, yeah, academia is doing great, athletics is is overachieving uh, on the profit margin, like everything's awesome, even if you're not a college football playoff team.
1: But by the way, this is the other thing is this is why I don't think you're going to get UConn into this conference soon. That's and again, I will just say, like I said yesterday. <laughs> I can't hang on to anything right now. Uh I don't believe that that the Big Twelve views Yukon as a great fit. And I don't think they are first choice. And I don't believe that there's an invitation coming in days. I don't think that's happening because it's expensive. You you have a you have a football stadium at UConn that's 20 miles from campus. Mm-hmm. It is it is in need of I think the estimate that came out the other day was seventy something million dollars in renovations to their twenty-year-old football stadium at UConn in in Hartford, Connecticut, twenty miles from campus. Seventy million dollars in renovation. Yeah, the pa- the Big Twelve is not going to foot the bill for that. Yeah. And if you add them, you're going to fit the bill, Foot the bill for that. Yeah. Um, Hero says currently, however, the Big Ten seems to be waiting for the Big Twelve to make their move first before they move. No, I, I simply think it's a matter of being silent, moving in silence. Yeah, the, not,
0: I mean, you don't. It's not necessary to talk constantly. It's no. not necessarily necessary. To be out in the media making waves constantly. Again, remember who's in power positions here. Right? Remember who's in the power positions. The SEC and the Big Ten are in the power positions. The Big Twelve is going to tell you, Brett Yormark would tell you, again, just like he did at Big Twelve Media Day, that he loves where the conference is at, that they're making progress, that he's the guy for the job, and he's excited where the conference is going. And I agree with that. That doesn't mean the Big 12 is somehow in a power position when it comes to the power five conferences. It is the yep. Big Ten, it is the SEC. And then as far as I'm concerned, lately, for a cup of coffee, the Big 12 has made major strides because they hired Brett and they're in a good place. That doesn't mean that a year from now the story couldn't be different. Totally so, agree. So to me, the Big 10 doesn't need to talk. The Big 10 doesn't need to be the yapping dog in the room like like the Pac-12 tends to be sometimes.
1: Yep. Uh, the eye patch says, Next season ESPN and Fox will realize they paid way too much for the Big 12. That is completely wrong. Yeah. There's no math, there's no formula, there's no justification for that. Yeah. ESPN didn't pay way too much. Remember the whole left money? This is what I love.
0: Yeah.
1: And I don't know if you're a Pac-12 fan or not. It, it well, almost doesn't matter. Yeah. Everybody in the Pac-12 is like, oh, Big 12 left money on the table. And then it turns out they didn't. And if you look at the basketball revenue alone, that, for me, is going to pay off tenfold for Fox. Tenfold. You look at the football games that ESPN is going to get out of this new deal. It's going to pay off tenfold alone. And what's how do we know that? Because they both have two years to run up to those new deals. Those deals don't start next year. It starts in 2025. So, no... Uh, next season, ESPN and Fox aren't going to realize they overpaid because the one thing we know about ESPN above everything else, they're not a TV company; they're a sales company. Fox, that happens to work in TV. Yeah. And there, if you believe that ESPN's going to lose money on the Big 12, you just you know you're just being a troll. Yeah. Or you're that, uninformed. That comment right there tells me you're probably a troll, and I don't know you, the eyepatch, at all. But that comment right there tells me you're probably a troll. Uh, The patch has been blocked. No, we don't block people, man. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby. Oh, okay. Okay. If UCLA can do it, UConn can do it. Back to the envelope calculations. And UCLA plays... I hate the Rose Bowl. Yeah. I know I'm the only one. I get it. I hate... Well, it's the granddaddy of them all. It's hard to get to it. It's even harder to get out of it. And... For big games like the Rose Bowl, it's lovely. Anything else, dude, you're in people's front yards and it pisses them off so they don't treat you well. Yeah. You can't get an Uber to save your life in that place. It's terrible. Um, Let's see. Elaine, Alan Olive, Big Ten needs Western teams. They do. Absolutely they do. Uh, Rick Olson, the deal will be cobbled together, mess that won't please anyone. Um, A cobbled together mess that won't please anyone, that could be. That could absolutely be salty drunk. How are you? Oh my God. Salty. We're going to talk basketball today. We're Careful. going to talk ba- I know. Careful, dude. I know I'm trying. Boss frog says salty. Hey, salty. Uh, conference commissioner Gumby says the big salty. Yeah. OG gee, Gary. So UConn needs to be first team all SRT to get into a, a premier conference. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody. I mean, nobody. Needs to be first team All SRT. Holden Hiscock, Eye Patch Tony Altamoron Hiscock. <laughs> Why does everybody hate Tony Altamore? I don't know. Dude. I don't get it. I don't know. Uh, roundabout Pack is that obnoxious yippee poodle. Mm-hmm. I would agree that, and I can only talk about Utah fans because I don't think Pac-12 fans on the regular are obnoxious. I love USC fans. UCLA fans don't give a shit, so they're never anything, right? Um. Oregon fans can be a little yappy. Well, that's a dog, but they're dogs. Um, same thing about Fresno State. Oh wait, they're not in the conference yet. Well, what about San Diego State? Not in the conference either. Oh, no. No. okay. Uh, but Utah fans can be completely obnoxious for no good reason. Yeah. And it, it, it I think it's just a matter of frustration and insecurity. Because if you get if the Pac-12 folds, look out. Yeah. Look out because I don't know where, I don't know where, I don't know. Uh, the eye patch. yes, add more G5s to the Big 12. Brilliant idea. Who's talking about adding a G5? Who's talking about adding G5s to the Big 12? Is that not exactly what the Pac-12 is talking about doing with SMU and San Diego State? Yeah. Dude, like what are you talking about? It's clearly Utah fan. Well, I would assume with that logo, yeah. I just don't know why, you know what? I patch. why can't we have a normal conversation without you being a troll? Yeah. Or without you being all pissy and getting into fights? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. It's sports. It's not It's a not thing, dude. Like, why can't Utah fan on a regular basis have a normal conversation without attacking people? Because Utah fan has little brother syndrome.
0: That's the problem.
1: Utah I don't fan, disagree
0: with that. Utah fan wants to tell you they're the best and BYU sucks, and then they're going to sit here and say that – that they only lost the Rose Bowl two years in a row because Cam got hurt or whatever the case may be. And, and I, I would love Utah. Say, yeah, I would I,
1: say, hey, you played in the Rose Bowl two years in a row. Be proud of that.
0: Yeah, I love Utah, but Utah fan is not something that I, that I indulge in very much. You know,
1: Boss Frog, Gumby and Salty have arrived. All is good in the world. That's right. Exactly right. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, come on now. It's autonomous position, not power position. Thank you. Autonomous Thank you. position. Appreciate that. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says, definitely a troll. And I just don't see the reason that I don't understand why why it's got to be that way. The eye patch again says, yes, so let's look at numbers in 27. Then I'll be correct. I said overpaid. But you, you have no basis for that. Yeah.
0: You're not making a compelling argument as to why there's, you think there's
1: that. There's zero. If you understand the structure of the deal, you can't say they overpaid. Because uh, uh, in no way, in any projection, in any, anything, the money that Fox and ESPN put into the structure of this deal, the way that they're splitting the content, the 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 flexibility that both Fox and ESPN have in this deal, they can't lose money. Best. It, it'd be, and then you have Brett Yormark, who's got a, a two and a half year run up to a new deal and he's already doing the Rucker Park stuff. He's already do, like just the the Big 12 championship game alone in Kansas City or excuse me in Dallas in the the Taylor Big County. 12 the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City alone. ESPN and Fox will make money on just those two things. And then you have Big 12 Pro Day in Dallas. And then you have Big 12 Football Media Day days in Dallas. And then you talk about the additions of a, a property like BYU, which they bring, a million, they bring a million eyeballs to the screen. Yeah, You look at adding a major metroplex like Houston, who brings a ton of eyeballs and passion and delivers the entire stay of every corner of the state of Texas. But
0: you would rather say, oh, why are we talking about adding G5s?
1: It's just, it's, I, I don't, I patch I don't know why it, ha- it, it stop. Uh, Black Rain. Fox and ESPN aren't going to regret the Big 12 deal. That's silly. Like Monty said, only a troll will try and say that. Yeah. It, it it makes, yeah. it makes zero sense. Yeah. It makes zero sense. That'd be like, now if you want to talk about Fox, CBS, and NBC being upset with the Big 10, maybe, maybe, but. That deal, you're going to have to wait and see the impact that expansion has on that deal. That deal is so far down the line. Is ESPN going to be upset with their SEC deal? Well, it's only 500, what is it, 500, a billion? They're not paying anything. They're not paying anything. So it's it's difficult when you when you go to the Big 12 and you say, well, it's $300 million a year okay well yeah how can you lose money on that like there's no other, like
0: it's not do yeah. you know
1: how like people would just have to be like yeah I'm not gonna watch uh fo- college football no and if somebody was like I'm not watching college football anymore it wouldn't be the big 12 that would be yeah. like there's just no scenario where that plays out at all yeah it it's crazy either troll or clueless it it and I the eye patch is not clueless um the iPatch, patch big 12 fans outrage don't try to flip the script yeah dude own you're, your you're, own your garbage dude yeah you're being an asshole own your garbage you're, you're, it, there, there's nobody here that's outraged nobody's outraged you're you're just you're being... the only
0: one running from the conversation because utah fan is Been put on their ass because they said no to BYU, which in turn led to you saying no to the Big 12 and the merger with Fox and ESPN, which in turn led you to to being in a vulnerable position in the Pac-12 and potentially moving to the Big 12, which then if that were ever to happen, you're going to say, oh, yeah, this was a great day and everything's awesome, even though you've been hating for the last however long. So it's fine, dude. Legitimately, it's fine. I'm not outraged by it, but you're not going to get a free pass on this show. No. It's that simple. No, you're not.
1: Uh, Real quick, I want to get to this Jim Harbaugh thing Mm. because I want to throw this into the conversation. A report says that Jim Harbaugh is facing a potential four game suspension. Michigan and the NCAA are negotiating a resolution to recruiting practices at Michigan. Harbaugh is not being suspended four games for bad recruiting practices. He's being suspended four games for lying about bad recruiting practices, allegedly. When he was questioned by the NCAA, he lied and got caught. And so now they're talking about slapping him on the wrist. Because let's be honest, the four games that we are talking about, It's not like they have to play mega-conference guy, right? Michigan's first four games are home, 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 and home for East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and Rutgers. Because it's garbage! They may not give up a field goal in any of those games, let alone a touchdown. So let's not be like, oh my God, bro, death known for Michigan. No. They'll go 4-0 and in those games. Let's also remember that a four-game suspension simply means that Jim can't coach or communicate on game day. But he is able to run practices during the week. This is not a penalty. No. This is not the NFL where you can have no contact and you cannot come to an NFL facility for four weeks. This is Jim can't coach on Saturday, and when he's not coaching, he can't call either. Mm-hmm. So this is not really that much of a penalty. Yeah. But what I want to talk about is, is Jim Harbaugh worth it? And I understand that last year was the best year Michigan football's had in some time. But is Jim Harbaugh worth it? There's always drama. There's always, I'm quitting. Oh, I'm going back to the NFL. Oh, I'm going... Like, how many times has he flirted with the NFL? Yeah. How many times has it been like, ah, you know, I'm just going to go the Aaron Rodgers route. I think I'm just done. You're Aaron fucking Rodgers. And never mind that he rarely beats Ohio State. He hasn't won the college football playoff. He hasn't come close to winning it. They haven't had great quarterback play. They've never been the best team in the country under Jim Harbaugh. Why is Jim Harbaugh worth this? I, I, I've I've long struggled with him as a guy. I covered him in San Francisco with the Niners. Before that at Stanford. He was a neat story when he got to Stanford. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that the curtain got pulled back and we found out that the dog had a bunch of fleas. That after about 15 minutes, everybody figured out he was a prick and nobody wanted to play for him. Yeah. So they thought they could cure that by putting him in the NFL. And we only found out that more money made him a bigger jerk and more people didn't want to play for him. So then he fired Alex Smith and he lost the entire locker room when he did it. So he went to Michigan and largely, largely has had mediocre results, in my opinion. Right. Because he hasn't beaten Ohio State regularly, right? And he hasn't won the college football playoff, which is exactly what he was there to do. So is Jim Harbaugh worth all this?
0: Well, I think the thing with Jim is that he's that 4A head coach, as you just got done saying. He doesn't really win anything. He's not like some world beater. But ultimately, your team, for the most part is successful with him as your head coach. You're not a losing team. You're not some Oh, he wins regular season
1: games like there's no tomorrow.
0: Right. And so I think Jim Harbaugh is a business play for a football program. A, we're going to win 10 games this year. We're going to get into the playoff, but we're not going to... We're we're gonna be in no danger of winning a national championship.
1: He's one in six in bowl games at Michigan. So you see what I mean? What's the regular you got the regular season record in front of you? Yeah, seventy-four and twenty-five.
0: Yeah, you see what I mean? Seventy-four and twenty-five and one in six in bowl games. So this guy is a regular season performer. The ultimate regular season performer, right? The college football playoff at this point is reserved for
1: Ryan Day, he's, Kirby, Smart, and Nick Saban. He's three and seven career in bowl games.
0: So This guy's not a winner by the highest standard, but what is this guy? This guy is reliable as they come. He will produce a a compelling football team on the field. He will fill the stadium. And then ultimately, he'll disappoint, and then he'll do his postgame presser and say, yeah, you know what? We came so close, and I'm so proud of the program, Uh, you know, like this year. They battled through those first four games, and man, I'm so sorry that, you know, I got suspended, but man, hell of a season, and we'll be back next year, Wolverine Nation. That's what Jim Harbaugh is. Totally agree. while all of that's happening... Ryan Day is going to come out and kick the shit out of Michigan every single year. Ryan Day is going to come out and battle with Kirby and battle with Saban. And ultimately, Jim's going to be an afterthought. And by the way, Michigan on the basketball floor sometimes has some issues too. Now, they've been successful recently. We know that. But it's not as though Michigan on the basketball floor is just crushing it every single year and they're so dominant. That's not what the brand at Michigan is. The brand in Michigan is make the playoffs, lose quickly. They are a play-in team in the NBA, in my opinion.
1: They beat Ohio State last year. It was the first Wolverine win in 12 regular season games. Like, that is... So the squirrel found a nut, is what we're saying. And their first victory in Columbus since 2000. How long has he been there? The first win in Columbus since 2000. He's been there since 2015.
0: Dude, so you've been here, uh, what is it, eight years? This is your eighth year there now? Yeah.
1: I mean, dude, we're working on a decade, and you've done exactly what? That's amazing. The guy wins a lot of games in the regular season. I just am not a buyer on Jim Harbaugh.
0: And what did they, uh, last year, what was it, TCU they lost to? Wasn't it? Yes.
1: Yep. Come on, dude. Yeah, it, it's it's rough, dude. I mean, it is, it is, to me. It's rough. I just I don't understand the the hype around Jim Harbaugh. Uh, I you you and great that TCU game. I think everybody remembers it. Shootout, fifty one whatever it was, forty five whatever it was. Like right. great game, mm-hmm. great game. Yeah, thirteen and one. But this takes me back to the thing we always talk about with the Big Ten. You're two teams, maybe three. Maybe three. And then once USC gets there next year, okay, now you're talking about three teams, maybe four, depending on the year that somebody like a Penn State has. Mm -hmm. And who knows what Luke Fickle's going to do at Wisco. Like, okay, great. You have 79 teams in your league and like five of them are good. Right? So this league, until it's not, it's a two or three team league. Yeah. So is thirteen and O in Big Ten play really that impressive? No, it's not. And they oh they got hundred million dollars. Who cares? Cool. They're a three team league.
0: But isn't that what the Big Ten like is in the big picture? Right, a three team yes. league. But but a hundred million dollars, thirteen and one is a, in the regular season, right? And then. You lose in a shootout. Oh, you just came up short. Yeah. That's what the Big Ten is, right? Like, even at Ohio State, look at Ryan Day. Could still use this same structure with Ryan Day. Yes, the you can. The difference with Ryan Day yes, is you can. dude puts guys in the NFL at a really high rate every single year and typically is in the college football playoff every single year. Now, obviously, the playoff is expanding, so the conversation is going to change next year, but, but in the four team setup, Ryan Day has been a staple of that tournament. And so to me, it's like, okay, Ryan Day is obviously a cut above Jim Harbaugh. Yep. But Ryan Day does a damn good job of staying on brand for the Big Ten. Hey, we're going to get to the playoff, and most years we're going to lose to first-team all SRT who's then going to go on to face Nick Saban.
1: Like, that's what it is. They've won two in a row against Ohio State, 87-50. Over the last two years, and you won in Columbus. That's significant. Mm -hmm. Jim Harbaugh needs to win a national championship to make any of this worth it. Yeah. And now that you have a four-game suspension, call it what it is. Now that you're getting a slap on the wrist for being a liar, I you got to win a national championship. Or, in my opinion, right now Jim Harbaugh has accomplished almost nothing.
0: I mean, the best way to say it is almost nothing. Dude,
1: Michigan and Jim Harbaugh are in
0: no way a danger to win the Big Ten constantly.
1: No way. Yeah. It, it'll be, you know, it'll be interesting. Shooter Texas says, Sonny Dykes greater than Jim Harbaugh.
0: I would agree. Nah, eh, I
1: don't know about that. Well, Jim stepped
0: that. into a bigger brand.
1: Michigan's a far
0: bigger brand than TCU is. I would agree. Jim has, in my opinion, more resources. Now, not a ton more, but more. And, and yet... Sonny somehow found a way to get farther than Jim ever has. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'd have to look at Sonny Dyke's record and get into numbers and stuff. But just generally speaking, yeah, right now I'd probably take Sonny, but I'd have to look at the numbers. Yeah, I
1: we'll see. I, well, I don't know. OG Gary says USC will be the team to beat in the Big Big Ten. No, nah, Ohio State's really good, dude.
0: But, I, uh, but <laughs> Gary, to your point... If you're Lincoln Riley, are you not saying, okay, I don't give a damn about this year like I do, but I don't. My whole mission is year one in the Big Ten to, A, win the Big Ten, B, get into the college football playoff, and then C,
1: win a national championship.
0: That's the path.
1: Derek Roche, the whole show and audience just beats up the Pac-12. Then when someone talks trash on the Pac, we beat them up too. Hypocrisy. Who's talked trash about the Pac-12? See – You don't get it twisted. Yeah. Truth telling is not talking shit. Yeah. Truth telling, which is what our brand is on this show, is not ripping somebody. It is what it is. It is what it is. The Pac-12 and their TV deal is a blight on the face of college football. If this conference fails to remain at the 10 teams that it is, it is a disaster of epic proportions. The failure that this conference will be when just one of these 10 teams leaves will be something we have never seen before in college athletics. They had every tool to succeed and every reason to succeed, and all they've done is failed. So you can sit here and say that we beat up on the Pac-12. We don't beat up on the Pac-12. We beat up on the management of the Pac-12, and they've earned it. Yeah, they beat up on themselves. Ruff's official. Oh boy, what has Sataki done? Oh, fuck off. Like, it, are you like we're really going to compare Jim Harbaugh to Kalani Sataki. You you want to, bro? It it is it has been troll day today. You really want to compare Jim Harbaugh to Kalani Sataki. Well, let's see. So let 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 me get this. Just so we're clear, you have no idea what you're talking about then. Trying to compare BYU to Michigan football in the modern era you think is a fair comparison. It's it's not even in... They're not in the same conversation. Like, dude, I, I, Ruffs, I appreciate that you're here, but you... Be better. Just be better, dude. Shooter Texas. TCU outcoach Michigan in the second half of the game. Well... But it's one game. It's one game. Yeah, and players it, at games of that level. And by the way, it's not like it was a blowout. That was a really entertaining game. Yeah, that was a players make plays. Uh, OG Gary shooter. I would rather watch Texas Tech, Baylor, Kansas, K State, Okie State versus Stanford, Arizona, Arizona. We have all we have is Oregon, Washington, and Utah right now. Two of which are Big Ten teams. I, I think this is the ultimate conversation of existence for the Pac-12. You don't have a P-5 you can add to improve the depth and quality of your league. Which is, and it brings us back to the BYU argument. And it brings us back to Carol fault at USC not, mm. not wanting to talk about expansion. And the issue for the Big 12 is they have P-5 targets. The issue for the Pac-12 is they do not. Because even if they get a new deal, and let's say it's even, who's leaving the Big 12 to go to the Pac-12? Nobody. And why would you do that? So now the Pac-12 is in a position where you just have to hold on. Take it year by year, day by day really, but year by year and just exist and grow. And the problem is you're not going to grow by leaps and bounds right now because you don't have the properties to do that. And anybody you add San Diego State, it's, San Diego State would be probably five years at least away from competing in football because they're just not talented on a P5 level. It's not, you're, you're not even close, which is why not adding Oklahoma State or you know, BYU or Houston was a huge miss for the Pac-12, huge miss. But you allowed somebody at, at USC to torpedo what you were doing. Because you weren't unified. You weren't communicating. You had no idea USC and UCLA were going to the Big Ten. Yeah. No idea. Complete secrecy. Complete secrecy. Just a rowdy dude from South Carolina. Michigan has beat Ohio State two in a row. And correct, they have. Thank you for the $2. Correct, they have. And I think the score is like 85 to 50. So, yeah, they have. This is, though, the first time I think in – Years that they won in in, at the shoe, like it has been a long time, a long time. Um, Let's see, Clinton Moses, Uh, TCU game looks worse shortly uh, after they lost sixty-five to seven. Well, well,
0: there is that. That's a fair point.
1: Taylor Smith, when is Utah packing the U-Haul to Stillwater? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. O.G. Carey, man, I want Mike Gundy to be good. When Mike Gundy is good, the Big 12s are better. College football better when Mike Gundy's good. They really are. USC will be the team to beat in the Big Ten. Conference Commissioner Gumby laughs out loud. Uh, U.S. Mail says the U-Haul Utes. Damn, no. No. bro. <laughs> uh, just a rowdy dude from South Carolina. Dabo has six times as many playoff wins as Ryan Day. But again, what conference? Yep. The, but the ACC already crowned Clemson.
0: But I don't disagree with that. But it's a fair point. Yeah. Dabo's been more successful in the playoff. There's no question. Sure, but what has Dabo done? If we're going to say that, what has Dabo done since Trevor Lawrence left for the league? Oh, that's right. Nothing. Mm-hmm.
1: Nothing. Uh, Holden says Harbaugh team lean. Well, could be. Could be. Mark three two four. Harbaugh has a three-year shelf life where he ever he goes. His shtick gets old fast. I would agree. And he's won at Michigan.
0: That's why I think he still has a job. That's what I
1: mean. It's a business decision, not a comfortability decision. Yep. Jeremy Callahan, Big Ten, has done a masterful job pitching the, this mythos of might narrative. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Utah, uh, U-Haul Utes to the 12, I wish. I think that would be so good for, you, for Utah. I, I, Utah would dominate in the, in the, the Big 12. Um, roughs official notice who the Monty's criticize and who they don't. Yeah. Well, we criticize you regularly because you never add meaningful commentary. You know, the eye patch. Well, Monty, you can take my comments out of context. Guy, they're in writing. What do you mean? Take your, take your comments out of context. You, you wrote them, dude.
0: Yeah, what content? How did we take? It's not like you oh gave us a God. whole article to Come work on. with. What yeah. do you mean? Come on,
1: uh, Brandon Unruh. Yeah, Jim is worth it. How many coaches did it take for Michigan to get back to the, the a prominent level? Well, so that's
0: is, what I mean. There so, is
1: Rich Rod. So <laughs> hey, well yeah, Rich Rod, right? But like, good
0: lord. But like, he he's capable of winning a lot of games in the regular season, which fills the big house, which pays a lot of money. Yeah, which keeps your advertisers hat. Like he's good for business. He just loses in big games.
1: He does. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, Har- the head-to-head made it pretty clear. Harbaugh is mid Michigan. See what he did there. Ryan Day or Jim Harbaugh? Ryan Day. Have
0: I to. Don't even have, it's not even a hesitation.
1: Have to. Taylor Smith, uh, UCLA is ugly stepchild of the Big Ten. Could be. Yep. Houston, 94 degrees. Holden Hiscock. Yeah. Hiscock. Uh, the eye patch. On the Michigan comment, maybe Ohio State is really good. Georgia versus Ohio State was uh, the real national championship game. I'm not saying that Ohio State's not good. I give him accolades for beating Ohio State 2 years in a row. And obviously that means he won at the shoe. But what does all of that mean if you don't go on to win the college football playoff? It doesn't mean a whole lot. It does not mean it does not mean a whole lot. You know, um, midnight magic musings. Harbaugh, all khakis, no championships. That's right. By the way, <laughs> did you see what I added to our picture reel today? Did you see the khakis? I
0: added the khakis. You, yes, you did. I
1: apologize.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I want people to understand.
1: Look at those khakis, dude. Look at Buddy. I just dislike. I don't know. I grew up such a fan of Michigan because I'm a Notre Dame fan. Michigan was, I never hated Michigan. And I was such a Charles Woodson guy. And yeah, I loved Bo Schembeckler. And I just, Jim is, I just know how Jim Harbaugh treats people. Yeah. And it, it, it's just not a good thing. It's not a good thing at all. You know, like it it just, it just, yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I think it just is what it is, you know. Taylor Smith, Monty wouldn't play. Wouldn't playing in a smaller conference help you get to the playoff easier? Um, I think in the Pac twelve, Pac ten, right? Uh, you have. I mean, you just don't have great competition. I would agree with that. I mean, you're Oregon this year. You're Washington. USC, right? But I think when you look at the Big 10 right now, competition is going to be wild. Because Nebraska hired, Wisconsin hired, USC, UCLA are coming in like But I look at the Big 12, the hardest part about winning the Big 12 is you have established programs. Yeah. And you know, I have no idea what Brett Venables is going to be this year. Like we talked a lot about this the last couple of weeks, I can't believe that Brett Venables turns that thing around like that quickly. And I know they hit the portal hard, but you know, you look at the Big Twelve this year. Like I think Texas is the best team in the country. I could make an argument for that. Yeah, they're so deep and they're so they're the Sark's coaching staff is off the chain. But I look at the the. The Pac twelve, and now I'm Pac ten. The Pac twelve. How are you going to win the Pac twelve this year? Anybody? Think about that. How are you going to win the Pac twelve this year? Mm-hmm. If you're Utah and you want a threepeat in the Pac twelve, how are you legitimately? How are you going to go about doing that? Yeah, I don't know either.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's the same. The formula is the same. It's defense first. I, yeah. I mean, that's and, and I know that's a Kyle Whittingham you know, hallmark, but I just think that in the Pac-12, that's that's how you go about winning the conference. Whereas in the Big Ten, you go about winning the conference by putting 60 on the board as regularly as possible. I mean, that's, you know, that's just pretty straightforward. So to me, you know, I, I – look, I, yeah, you're not wrong. Playing in a smaller conference theoretically, theoretically. Is, a, is a more efficient path to the playoff, but, but you can make a pretty strong case before, you know, before, uh, you know, Fickle happened – Right. Before all these guys got hired, before the additions in the Big Ten, like you could have made the case that the Big Ten was the most efficient route to the college football playoff.
1: Yeah. I have no idea how you win the Pac 12 this year. Uh, honest to goodness, uh, you, you have landmines. Like if we go back and let's just say you look at where is, where is like, let's look at USC's schedule. Right. You look at USC's schedule and think about how good. And think about how deep USC is. And then ask yourself, how many games are they going to lose? San Jose State, Nevada, Stanford. At Arizona State, at Colorado, Arizona. At Notre Dame, home for Utah. At Cal, Washington, at Oregon. You're playing your three best teams in the last four games. Five games. With Utah, washington at oregon and then you finish with your rivalry game at ucla and then you go and play the conference championship game yeah how are you gonna how are you gonna have a be a one loss team after the pac-12 championship game if you're usc i don't think it's possible i don't think it's possible and i think usc is fucking really good But that schedule is murderer's row. Look at Washington, who I think is the best team in the conference. I think Washington, I could make a pretty strong argument. Boise State, they open with Boise State. At home, September 2nd, 130 ABC. Home for Tulsa, at Michigan State. California, at Arizona. That's going to be a much more difficult game this year. Oregon. Oregon. Arizona State, at Stanford, at SC. You want to know how bad it is for Washington? At SC, home for Utah, at Oregon State. God, dog. Yeah. So you're going to ha- you're gonna be a one-loss team if you want a shot at the playoff. You better be a one-loss team after the Pac-12 championship game? No, nah, bro, I don't think so. I don't think so. And then you look at Utah's schedule. Florida, at Baylor. Their first two games are Florida and at Baylor. Um. Then it's Weber. Oh, by the way, then you go right into home for UCLA at Oregon State. Like, do you understand how difficult that's got to be? the The most difficult four out of five games to start in the country. Uh huh. Are you going to be five and zero, oh? dude? I think that's asking an awful lot. Going to Baylor, and I uh, look. I understand Baylor's got issues, and Blake Shapin's going to have to prove that he's shaping his game. Nothing? Okay. No. Uh, no. that Blake Shapen's going to have to prove he's shaping his game. Do you know how difficult those four out of five games are?
0: Yeah, look, the Pac-12 is difficult, dude. There's there's no doubt. The Pac-12 By the
1: way, they, is difficult. they've also got at USC and Oregon back-to-back in late October. Yeah. And then they got to go to at Washington and at Arizona in middle of November. Good luck. Good luck, dude. Good luck. Like how are... That's why I'm saying, like, we can sit here and talk about how crappy the Pac-12 is. I'm telling you, they—they're the reason they don't get into the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Who's making those schedules? Like that, you know, those are your best teams. You know how difficult that schedule is for all of those teams. And then we're gonna sit here and wonder why guys are hurt. Man, that's—that's that's amazing. To I don't know who wins this conference, but yeah, I—I I, I don't know. I—I I really don't know. Yeah. Um, let's see conference commissioner Gumby. What about the Oregon state? Well,
2: no, no.
1: <laughs> dude, I want Oregon state, but at San Jose state, UC Davis, San Diego state at Washington state, Utah, September 29th, they Oregon state should be four. No. When Utah comes to town on September 29th at Cal. I think you're probably five and one UCLA six and one at Arizona, seven and one at Colorado, eight and one Stanford, nine and one Washington, nine and two at Oregon, nine and three. I think Oregon state's got one of the best schedules in the conference. One of the best schedules in the conference. Mm -hmm. Cause the other guys, nothing is easy. Nothing is easy. Tom Dean says, the Beavers. Right. You know. You know. Uh, just a Rowdy Guy says, some UConn grads have disguised themselves, sports media, and been the most vocal voices on UConn to the Big 12. The ACC is happy they didn't add UConn. I don't see it coming. I do not see that UConn's going to the Big 12, but it's fine. Jeff Woodworth, uh, don't forget South Carolina as an SEC cupcake. Mm-hmm. John Dry, uh, the Mountain West, of course, is not the Big 12. They must move first before Colorado. Okay. Uh, Kyle A says cannibalism. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, Rick Olson says whoever stays healthy wins the pack. I think you're right. Agreed. I think you're right. And I think SC, that's going to be SC's biggest challenge is who stays healthy. Can USC stay healthy? Can Caleb Williams be kept healthy? And obviously, there's defense, and you've got to wonder about, you know, there's all kinds of, there's all kinds of pitfalls. But, but they should be better. They should be better. Yeah. They should. They absolutely should be better. The eye patch says Oregon State is going to be is going to be tough for everyone this season, dude. I don't want to go to Reese's this year. No, I truly do not. Uh, Matt Lane Tran says Mattress Mack gave the Houston Cougars men basketball another million for NIL. Good for him. Let's go. Starting to catch SMU in that seventy million dollar money. You know, so it's a seventy. Right, right, right. (laughs) Holiday bowl and stuff to save the to 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 save the conference. All right, should we do football at fifty, Jake? I I don't know. Do we still do that? Football at fifty, presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza, right here on the Monty Show. Can we talk about Saquon Barkley? Oh, Saquon, Saquon, Saquon. Saquon Barkley. I'm hugely disappointed in Saquon Barkley today. Let's kick off Football 50 with the New York Giants. Saquon Barkley was talking tough. Oh, I'm going to hold out. miss the whole season. I'm going to carry the torch for the running backs. I'm the Saquinator. I'm taking one for the team. Yeah, today he signed a... A very, 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 very team-friendly $11 million contract uh, that is essentially a million-dollar raise, but he only gets there if he meets impossible incentives and the Giants win in the playoffs. Saquon Barkley folded like a cheap suit, bro. Like, this is bad.
0: Yeah, and I think that that it does injustice to a lot of backs who are inevitably not going to get the, the money they deserve, you know? And I think holdouts in the league happen every single year. And I think it's very clear. Up until this point, if you were, you know, a franchise player, if you were a guy that your team couldn't be without, you get paid. You may have had to wait a couple weeks, but you'd get paid. And I don't know why, I don't know why Saquon gave in. Why did you compromise? Why did you take the money? I don't know. Because ultimately, you are uh, probably a $20 million back. Probably,
1: I mean, right, maybe maybe a little but less, but you're, you should be getting paid. What's the worst part of this deal? The New York Giants can use the franchise tag next year on Saquon Barkley. Yeah. So let me get this right, you gave money away. You're not holding out, you reported to training camp, because by the way, what he should have done is reported to training camp and done a sit in and said, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna take part in practice. I'm here, I've reported I'm not practicing because then they can't fine him, but yet he's not partaking. Which is what everybody advised him to do instead. He took a really crappy deal that allows the Giants to do this all over to him again next year. Yep. Which is the most ridiculous part of this. Yet you have Josh Jacobs with the Raiders, who's like, nope, not reporting until you give me a deal. And I I just don't know, oh my God. Oh my! Oh my God! Oh my God! Dude, stay hard. Breaking news from the Chefinator. Okay, turn the drops back up. Man. You know, turn the drops back up. Man. You guys,
0: here we go.
1: You know, on this show, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, only espouse my love for certain people. Hiscock. Hiscock. And one of them's a sex machine, Justin Hayberry. I need a dick. The the quarterback of the San Diego Wales vagina. They play in the Rams house. Right. The Chargers and Justin Herbert reached an agreement today on a landmark five year ah two hundred and sixty two and a half million dollar extension. My motherfucker got paid. My guy got paid. Justin Herbert. $262.5 million. Ties him to the the Chargers through 2029. And he doesn't miss a single practice. For the San Diego terrible owners who play in the Rams house. The
2: dynasty is not
1: over. The San Diego Chargers. Right. Right. Unbelievable. So wait, let me get this right. <clears throat> yep. And
0: we have some sound. Yes. The Bengals have many individuals that need extensions. And, I, and I'm sorry, how much did you say it was? Uh, 262
1: so, and a half
0: million dollars. So Mr. One Playoff appearance here, that's clearly a franchise quarterback and would have made many playoff appearances in a better organization, got 262.
1: Lamar got 260 and
0: Jalen Hurts got 255. My boy. got. So so if you're the Bengals and you're Buddy, right? Joseph Lee Burrow. If you're Joe Burrow, you know now you're pushing 270, bro.
2: Well, that's the issue, isn't it? Uh, Think of the cap as a pie. And once you take out one piece, there's less left for the next guy. And it just is obvious that uh, when all teams are essentially paying the same thing, we're all paying up to the cap, no more, just that amount. And, pardon me, uh, it it, um, uh, is hard to fit everybody in. It's impossible to fit everybody in at the rate they wish they could be paid. So you...
1: Jesus Christ I can't I, We can't even I make can't. a full clip dude I can't That is Bengals owner Mike Brown talking about Joe Burrow Joseph
2: Lee Burrow Listen again Well that's the issue isn't it uh, Think of the cap as a pie. a pie And once you take out one piece There's less left for the next guy but who's, who's going to take that, out the uh, nose here, Mike? When all teams are essentially paying the same thing, we're all paying up to the cap, no more, just that amount. The salary. And, pardon me, it is hard to fit.
1: Uh, every- I can't. You, I, I can't. They may have to um, uh, go uh, short
2: uh, in a couple cases. Um, and... Uh, Pardon me um, uh, uh, it, it um, um, uh, uh,
1: first of all that's a lovely skin suit you're wearing Mike
2: and uh, pardon me uh, uh, it, it um,
1: if you're Joe Burrow are you wetting yourself over this deal
2: well that's the issue isn't it
1: yeah, I think it is Mike I think it is I it's amazing to me that When we talk about NFL owners and I say billionaire white guys, this is exactly <laughs> the guy I'm talking well, about. Well,
2: that's the issue, isn't it? To this think is a the guy deciding how much is money Joe pump. Burrow's
1: going to make? No, I'm not interested in that. But this is my point. Justin Bear just got paid $262 million. You know
0: what Justin did? He did what Saquon couldn't. He went out. Negotiated it behind the scenes.
1: Fifty-two and didn't
0: half have any issues, and year. I know it's quarterback first, running back. Totally get it. Different situation, but this could have easily turned into a firestorm, right? Hey, 50, bad, ba- I said
1: fifty-two and but, a half million yeah, dollars yeah, a year. But
0: hold on, it could have been a bad thing. Bad organization. <laughs> bad organization. Uh-huh. Really talented guy uh-huh. who would be highly coveted by the league. Uh Uh-huh. Hold out is not an option. Uh Uh-huh. So what did they do? They negotiated behind the scenes. We didn't Uh hear word Uh one about it,
1: and they announced it. Uh Uh-huh. Dude, I don't care. This this is one of the...
0: You're not even a Chargers
1: fan. What are you you so hard over? But this is my guy. Yeah, but... He's the best young quarterback in the NFL.
0: He's not better than Joe Burrow. He's not.
1: Who has better weapons? Well...
0: Who has better weapons? That might
1: be true, but then... How long so okay. His weapons are Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Quentin Johnston, mm-hmm. and Gerald Everett. Yeah. That's it. I
0: agree. Joe Burrow's got better weapons. By far. Jamar
1: alone. But everyone was surprised when Joe Burrow got to the Super Bowl, right? Uh a little bit. I would agree. I would agree. Uh roundabout. Chargers will never win a division title as long as they're in LA. <laughs> totally right. Uh, Cougar tracks. Mike Brown is the eye patch on YouTube. (laughs) Okay, stop. Stop. I I think it's amazing to me. I think it's amazing to me that Joe Burrow has not gotten paid. Oh, absolutely, Gary. Burrow is leaps and bounds better. He better get five years. He better get $300 million.
2: And, pardon me, Um, uh, it, uh,
1: uh, uh, you better give him 300 million dollars, dude. And I I don't know if he will. We may have
2: to um, uh go short yeah, uh, a couple cases.
1: Yeah, longer than your nose hair. Uh big Re- uh big Reed, heard of Pat Mahomes? <laughs> Pat, Pat, that but sounds. We're not even talking about buddy. I mean young quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> is, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. I'm talking about Herbert. I'm talking about Burrow. I'm talking about Jalen Hurts. Zach Wilson. Not, oh, my bad. N- not, ta- not talking about Justin Fields. By I name the <laughs> stretch of the... Sorry. Uh, Holden Hiscock. Joey Smokin' Burrow. Yeah. John Dry. Pat Mahomes is a better man than you are. Uh-huh. Uh, T-Duck. Burrow, weak arm, can't run. Yeah, you see that all the time. He just can't... I don't know how the Bengals ever win a game despite him. I... I... I- Uh, T-Duck Burrow had wide receivers Herbert has junk Um, Big Reed Mahomes is 27 Herbert is 25 Right But Mahomes Is in Arguably the best Organization in the NFL uh, With arguably The best offensive Head coach in the NFL and has had inarguably the best weapons in the NFL offensively, mm-hmm. has the best tight end who's ever played, has had a really good offensive line, and is the best quarterback in the NFL. You're comparing apples to oranges. I'm talking about Herbert. I'm talking about Joe Burrow. I'm talking about Jalen Hurts, the younger QB, the Josh Allen's, mm-hmm. the guys who haven't established themselves as a winner yet. Yeah, That's who we're talking about. So we'll see. Uh, Bryce Martin, Hendon Hooker will be the next great young QB in the league. You watch, maybe. Uh, Overpaid for Herbert, Gary says. I disagree. I think the problem is, and this ultimately is what this comes down to in the NFL. If you're going to pay a quarterback $52.5 million AAV, you better surround him with really good offensive talent. Yeah. And Zach Martin in Dallas, the, the guard. Why haven't you paid Zach Martin yet? You have a huge investment in Dak Prescott that you're about to make, and you're not going to pay Zach Martin. <coughs> How?
0: Come on, dude. You better. You, you've
1: got to. You've got to pay him. But it's Jerry,
0: right? Jerry always does dumb things.
1: Yeah, we know that about Jerry. Yeah, I'm telling you, it, it, you got to pay him though. Yeah. Roundabout says I'm Josh. I'm a Josh Allen fan, but basically because of Gabe Davis, UCF alum. Well, is and I guess the question is is Josh Allen an elite young franchise level quarterback? Yes. Nah, I don't know yet. Come on, dude. He had
0: How are you going to sit here and die on the Justin Herbert hill and then say Josh Allen's not a franchise because quarterback? Because
1: Josh Allen has been in a superior surrounding situation. You're talking about the Spano's family. And and again, I and I I I can't <laughs> believe I have to point this out. But again, you're talking about Justin Herbert, you guys, that has thrown for 14,089 yards most through players' first three seasons in NFL history, 94 passing touchdowns, second most through the first three seasons in NFL history, second only to Dan Marino, 64 total QBR, fourth best in NFL since his rookie season. Mm -hmm. Justin Herbert is an elite passer who has not been surrounded by excellence like josh allen in buffalo like patrick mahomes in kansas city and we always talk about this you're only as good as the landing spot you know like it, it justin fields will never know how good he is because the bears don't develop quarterbacks mm-hmm. they don't and if you if you look at aaron Rodgers. Did Aaron Rodgers succeed without the best wide receivers around him? He did. Because he's a great regular season quarterback. I look I'm like You can pick any of these quarterbacks. The guys that have the best talent around them, with few Tom Brady would be an exception, but the guys that have the best talent around them usually excel. So Josh Allen's
0: number one is Stephon Dix, obviously. Right? Yes. I think we all agree on that.
1: Yes. But I'm trying to figure out what great
0: talent he has besides Stephon.
1: Well he has he's had really good running back depth. He's usually had a really good uh, tight end and their offensive lines have been pretty good. His biggest problem is he has he has made mistakes. he, he has been too much of a run quarterback at times. Mm-hmm. He has found himself dinged up and not feeling great because he takes a lot of hits um, he's fumbled he uh, like, he he gets into those big moments and he can't execute. That's my only complaint. Is he a stellar quarterback? Yes. Would I build around him? Yes. Would I pick him over Justin Herbert? No. Put Justin Herbert on the Bills. Are they a better team? Yes. Put Justin Herbert on Kansas City. Are they a better team? No. Because Patrick Mahomes is an elite quarterback. But dude, put... Justin Herbert in Mac Jones's situation in New England. Are they better? No, because you have defensive coordinators being co-offensive coordinators and you don't have any weapons. Mm-hmm. Put them in Chicago. Are they better with Justin Herbert? Marginally. Marginally. During the Mitch Trubisky years, yes, I think they probably would have won a Super Bowl or gotten close because Mitch Trubisky just was not set up to succeed. Yeah. But the Bears actually had talent. But, I mean, you look across this league. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson went from an elite defense and great offensive talent to Denver with nothing, and guess what? He was nothing. It's all about the guys that are around you. Justin Herbert makes guys better. He makes guys better. Better than Allen? No chance. I. But based on what? The stats say he's better, a better
0: quarterback than Josh Allen. A better thrower. However, however... I think if we're gonna sit here and say that, you know, hey, he doesn't have as much to work with, then we have to say that he doesn't have as much playoff experience, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's had one, he's had one playoff game or whatever it is, right? And and I I don't know, you're a you're a bigger fan. We just disagree on it, dude. I I I, I can't on one hand say Justin Herbert is a franchise quarterback, and then on another hand, you know, be sliding Josh Allen.
1: I look at. Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis are two all pro caliber wide receivers. Undoubtedly. I mean, they are they are very good. And then you look at Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid now, and those are two all pro level tight ends.
0: Do you agree that Patrick Mahomes has more talent around him than Josh oh, come Allen? Come on,
1: exponentially. So and, ha- and has had. So is it then fair to say?
0: Because in my opinion, it's fair to say, okay, sure. Josh Allen's got more talent around him than Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen also is running into a guy that's got more talent than him in Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. If Kansas City wasn't there, Josh, Josh Allen's probably got Super Bowls.
1: Yeah, but if Michael Jordan wasn't there, so do Stockton and Malone. But but he so was So if, ju-
0: if Justin Herbert had more talent, he'd be further in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, but you so there it's they're, the same stick. It's not the same. It's not the same in the NFL. In the NFL, quarterbacks, quarterbacks generally win championships and I look at I look at like Kadarius Tony and and Pacheco both hurt right how much better are the Chiefs if if Kadarius Tony is healthy well he wasn't and they still won the Super Bowl I you I am not that convinced I think Travis Kelsey is the best tight end arguably in history the history of the NFL when it's all said and done Dawson Knox is a hell of a receiver it's a really good tight end but you know what the difference is? Consistency on the offensive line, consistency at the head coach, the offensive coordinator, like th- they just do a better job than everybody else in Kansas City. They're just a better organization. Mm-hmm. I think Patrick is a is a great quarterback, but I, I, again, I I look at Baltimore. I honestly think Lamar Jackson's the problem in Baltimore. I think he's the problem in Baltimore. I look at I, I look at Bateman. It'll be interesting to see what Odell Beckham Jr. does there. But they've had talent there. They've had an offensive line there. He's got an all-world tight end in Mark Andrews. I'm telling you, quarterbacks win and lose games, man. And I I I also think your your boy in Detroit's a great example of this. Jared Goff has become a better quarterback since he left the Rams. But was he the reason they didn't win a Super Bowl? I think he was. Because mm-hmm. he just wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford was, and that's great. But would you rather have Jared Goff or Matthew Stafford right now? No, I'd rather have a Super Bowl ring, so I'm taking Stafford. That's the difference. But you you look at, at Amon Ross St. Brown or Jamison Williams who's suspended or Marvin Jones or – what if they were w- way, way more talented? Enough that they let Jamal Williams go. Like I just think you're a victim of your circumstance and you choose to excel through that or you don't. And I think Justin Herbert has routinely and regularly excelled through the bullshit that is usually the l a Chargers
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's done a great job with it. but the other thing I'll say is the l a Chargers actually have a really good defense right now so i I think they're they if they can stay healthy now I, I mean can Mike Williams and Keenan Allen stay healthy? they haven't been able to yeah we'll see what this year brings, but now there's no more excuses. Now there's no more excuses. And by the way, I would remind you that I don't hate their offensive line in Los Angeles either. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, they have, they have some dudes, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, you know, Eric Kendricks has played some, some games, Derwin James, Asante Samuel. Like they got some dudes on that defense, but here, no, there, the big story is, the L.A. Chargers have paid Justin Herbert $262.5 million over five years. Holy cow. Holy cow. That, my friends, is a lot of money. The Monty Show is presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. And you guys, I've, I've been talking about this for a couple of weeks, and I, I just want to hopefully get on your radar today about the advocates, and I'm just asking you to spend five minutes considering, do you have a dollar, do you have $5, do you have $10? Can you donate to help the advocates provide for homeless kids so that they have the tools to succeed? And I'm not talking about the best, I'm talking about the minimum requirement of tools to succeed in their educational endeavors. Because these young, these young people, and I'm not talking about college kids, I'm talking about homeless elementary students, homeless high school kids, who don't know where they're going to sleep night after night. And they're still trying to figure out, hey, how can I graduate? How can I learn to read and write in elementary school when I'm sleeping in a van or a car or on a park bench? And I don't know whose couch I'm on tonight. And by the way, I only have a pair of socks, and it's got holes in them, and I don't have any underwear. And I wear the same shirt and pants to school every single day, and I get bullied over it. The advocates, along with the Road Home, one of the foremost – Homeless advocates in this country right now are working to help kids get the bare minimum requirements they need to go to school with confidence and to be able to compete intellectually so that they can end the cycle of homelessness in their lives. It's a dollar, it's $5, it's a million dollars. Whatever you can give, note the Venmo on the screen. Advocates donations. And so many of you have responded and thank you so much for that. We have a really, really generous fan base on this show if you haven't i'm asking you this this next three days dig deep man and again even if it's five dollars you guys that's it that is three pair of underwear for a kid that goes to school feeling better about himself maybe that's an extra pair of pants maybe that's an actual pair of shoes to keep his feet warm and his feet don't hurt while he's trying to learn science or math or history that's what we're talking about. A $1, dollar, five dollars, a hundred dollars, a million dollars. Hit them on Venmo. Advocates donations. Advocates donations on Venmo. Uh, tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Appreciate you guys. Uh, let's see. Uh, Derek Rochet, contentious day. LOL, I love you guys. Not a contentious day.
0: It's not a contentious day. I just think that, like, Derek, respectfully, dude, like, I can't remember what you said earlier, but no, we're, we're not, we're, I, we don't have to give commenters a free pass. It's not like we're waking up trying to be a right ass on the show, but like, you know, there are certain things that you can and can't say without getting a free pass on the show,
1: And then you can't say, and I can't remember who said it. Now that we misquoted you, the eye patch. Hey,
0: you took me out of context. No, out we context. didn't. No, we it's, didn't. You
1: dude. commented it. That was your. That's comment. all that. Yeah. That's all that was, Roche. It's all good. Uh, Country roads, fifty-one, fifty. If UConn commits to building a stadium, would they be worthy of a full invite? isn't about potential rather than immediate status. UConn and Gonzaga works. UConn doesn't work. And I know that I will will sit here and I will probably die on this hill. But UConn just is not a fit. The football fit at UConn's a disaster. I would rather see them add USF than UConn. Because football pays the bills. Mm -hmm. And yes, I understand this conference in the Big 12 is a basketball powerhouse already. And if you can add to that, please do. But UConn has already made it clear they're not coming in as a basketball only to any conference. And when you have to make $70 million in repairs to your football stadium that's 20 miles from campus, you're not a fit in the Big 12. Mm -hmm. Because the one thing that I worry about with the Big 12 is that they will, they will lose their identity as a football conference. And I just don't think you can do that. This conference has a potential to be a balanced, powerhouse conference. But if you, if you add UConn and you are subsidizing UConn football, because I, I don't see a path forward for UConn yeah. in football where they are going to be a revenue-generating program to the level of a Oklahoma State, to the level of a Houston, a BYU, a, a K-State. A K I mean, pick your, pick your poison here. I don't, I don't see that you're going to generate revenue in football to that level. And that's what you need to be able to do. You need to walk into this conference like Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, and BYU, who are all very strong football candidates, who all make s- significant money. You look at Orlando and the bounce house, dude. You look at, go go look at Houston and, and what Dana Holgerson is building there. Look at what Tom Homo and Kalani Sataki are building in, in, in Utah. Go look at it, what Satterfield's building in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. You have confidence. Look at Gus Malzahn's track record. You have confidence. The problem is UConn doesn't give you that confidence, even with Jim Mora there, because you you, you simply have too much work to do you, how long would it be before UConn football would be competitive? I want to generously say five years, but it's longer than that. A while, dude. Because they're going to struggle to recruit no matter what, and then you're going to sell them a bill of goods that you're going to be 20 minutes away from campus or 30 minutes and 20 miles away from campus. A kid doesn't know stores more than he knows Hartford, and they're in East Hartford. It it just – we, we can't – fight to the death over things that can't be fought for. Mm -hmm. There's no fighting for, there's no making a case for UConn football. There's just not. And it's okay. UConn's a hell of an athletic program based on basketball revenue. But that's not the model the Big 12 uses. You need to be able to be a juggernaut somewhere, and UConn's not a juggernaut enough in in basketball to pay for that football thing. Whatever that's going to be at UConn. Gonzaga, different conversation. Completely different conversation. They don't play football and you don't need them to. But, I mean, if you're looking at legitimate ads, why wouldn't you add Tulane before you would add UConn? Why wouldn't you add USF before you would add UConn? And I understand you want footprint. And I understand the Northeast is an incredibly plentiful recruiting ground. They don't deliver you football recruits at UConn. They don't. How many people are turning on the TV? Oh, UConn's playing football! Holy cow! Um, uh, who are they playing? Oh, they're playing West Virginia. <laughs> You're probably not watching that because West Virginia is not going to be good. Yeah. And how long is it going to be before neil has gone? And how long is it going to be to rebuild West Virginia football, let alone the disaster that is West Virginia basketball right now?
0: Yeah. How long is it going to take to rebuild the brand as a university?
1: I mean, it's just, it's don't bring, don't bring more problems, bring more solutions. Yeah. If you've got more questions, man, that's just, with all due respect, country roads. Yeah. I just think you're, you're asking for trouble there. Delaric says, you see where college game day is uh, first visit. Yes. North
0: Carolina, South, South one, yeah, Carolina. North Carolina,
1: South Carolina, week one. Because one, week one's kind of a weak schedule. Yeah. So. By the way, some of the guaranteed money, this is a this is a real this a partnership contract with Justin Herbert and the Chargers. $133 million fully guaranteed, $193 with injury guarantees, and a uh potential to tw- two hundred and eighteen point seven million guaranteed. So there's some interest. There is some real. There is some real. Um, I I think it's going to be very interesting to see exactly how all this plays out, mm-hmm. and exactly how this game is, how this game is going to be played. I think that's going to be very interesting with the Chargers, but we'll see. Um, uh, let's see. Let's get a couple more of you in here. Uh, Construction work says, bro, the hate is real here. They hate on what? Yeah, for UConn. I mean, I, let's just. But again, are you are we hating on UConn, or are we just being honest about it?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, like, what would you rather have us do? I mean, because I think we've been honest. I mean, would you rather us just sugarcoat it and say, oh, yeah, they're a great ad?
1: Well, that's not what we do. No. Uh, Construction work says, can you say USC lost to Tulane? You can. Yeah. But it, I think we make too much of that. I think what you can confidently say is Tulane is on the rise in football. There's no doubt about that.
0: And you can confidently say you uh, uh, Lincoln Riley's not a defensive head coach.
1: Not that game he would. I mean, they, they were demoralized. They were checked out. And you know what? Tulane did exactly what they should have done. Step on their necks. Yeah. It's exactly what they should have done. Yeah. Uh, Andrew J. Markson. UConn isn't relevant in their home TV market. They don't exist in New York and Boston, so adding them does nothing for the Big 12. And I don't think that's hating. I think that's truth-telling.
0: Yeah. I think hating I, is I, when you say stuff like UConn sucks
1: yeah, or UConn's on. trash. We're not saying that. Just a rowdy dude from South Carolina. No one wants to live in Connecticut and Hartford sucks. I actually think Connecticut's beautiful. that's hating. When I worked at ESPN, I I remember the first time I ever went to Bristol. I was in awe of how beautiful it was. And it, it and it was it was beautiful. Yeah, there there is there is no doubt about that. Big welcome to uh, Robert Anderson. Robert joins the membership. Appreciate that very much, Robert. Welcome. Uh, make sure you DM Jake. Robert joined our members only content. Let's go, baby. Uh, DM Jake on Instagram SLC Jake. He'll get you into our members only group uh, that's stocked with great dudes. We appreciate that. Uh, so, uh, Robert Anderson, let's go. Everybody say, uh, welcome to Robert Anderson. Uh, the newest member, uh, of the Monty show clan. We still haven't come up with a name for that. Uh, let's see. Roundabout says truth hurts. UConn football is bad and Jim Moore is doing a good job, but I, I just, the upward potential, the top end of UConn football is not competitive in the, In the Big 12. No. The league is too strong. That's why I say it's a basketball ad, and you're just trying to figure out football. That's it. Uh, James L. Tulane played the last game at Tulane Stadium in 1974 against Old Piss. And the first game at Superdome in 75, less than three miles from New Yuleman Stadium on campus. Superdome destroyed student attendance. And I think, uh, again, outside of sports, Tulane is really good academically. Go check the numbers and be wowed. Yeah. They would dramatically help the Big 12's academic standings. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Kevin Mott, any relation to Brock UNRO, Brandon? Unruh, Brandon? Uh, Rick Olson, JH contract is low compared to the guy that's getting $1 billion for football. Yeah, but that's different, dude. You're taking that oil Killian money. Mbappe is, yeah. You know. Greg Swain. What's up, Greg? Kaching Boone Pickens with another posthumous $120 million donation to Oklahoma State. More on the way. Go Pokes. Well, and I, I think that's a huge advantage. But Could you imagine if that money was in the Pac-12? Does anybody truly believe that Oklahoma State would have gone to the Pac-12? No. No. I have a hard time believing that. Yeah, I, yeah, I but just can't buy that. T. Boone Pickens has absolutely been game-changing. Obviously, that's not new. But, hey, man. I'm telling you, Mike Gundy is one of the most fascinating figures. It was remarkable, and Greg, I, I, I don't know if you were at uh, Big Twelve Media Day, but when Mike Gundy walked into that stadium, it you, it you, there's a hush. That's like, oh, hey, that, oh, look, Mike Gundy's here. Yeah, hey, Mike's Mike's here, and everybody goes running over there to try and get Mike on their show. It, he's just that gravitational guy. You need him in this conference. I'm telling you. Yeah. And Oklahoma Mike State needs
0: to start winning some games too, yeah, though. I was like, gonna, let's not beat around the bush.
1: Oklahoma either. State's got to win games.
0: Yeah. Like it's not good enough just to be
1: Mike Gundy anymore. Like it's time to start winning. I would agree with that. Jeremy Callahan, Tulane also beat the Big Twelve champion, who were only one of only two teams that beat TCU last year. I'm telling you, the football program's legit. Absolutely legit. No doubt about it. Um let's see. Sean Mirzinski, How the heck are you really happy right now? Why is that, Sean? Um, T-Duck. Herbert, three-star in high school. Ducks only Division I offer. I hate the star system. I hate recruiting. I hate what it's done to the people who handle recruiting. I hate what it's done to the recruiting service. Like, Uh it's just turned into a very difficult business. Mm -hmm. OG Gary, are we going to throw a prayer up for Bronny? Yeah, how about that situation? As everybody's aware, maybe you're not. LeBron James' son, uh, Bronny James. Yesterday at 9.35 in the morning, his heart stopped on the basketball court at USC. He was practicing at USC, and his heart stopped. And they revived him, got him to the hospital. He was in uh, ICU. He is out and stable. Um, they say he is fine, but how terrifying is that? Yeah, it's, you can't take it for granted, man. Dude, terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Uh, the iPatch, The Big 12 needs to add Boise, Yukon, Gonzaga, New Mexico. St- Come on, man. Uh, Bryce Martin. That's crazy because UTSA's attendance is doing great and their stadium is 15 miles at the Alamo Dome. Although that's changing. That's We'll see. UTSA is a very interesting brand because... Somebody is going to pick up UTSA. Yeah. I don't know who that's going to be, but they're a very interesting brand. Very interesting brand. Um, let's see. Robert Anderson. Hello. He says thank you. Construction Work says Utah talking like world beaters. Well, I think Utah's gonna be very good. I this conference is gonna feed on itself. Yeah. Uh yeah. OG Gary, uh eye patch making Utah fans like me look bad. Well, there is that.
2: Okay, that's enough. Stop, please.
1: There, there is that. Please. There's no doubt about that. Uh, all right, a couple more. Brandon Unruh says, and there are teams in every single conference that suck at both sports. Would rather have Wazoo, Rutgers, Vanderbilt. UConn is a powerhouse in basketball. It's a, it's a very interesting conversation. And if I'm the ACC, I want UConn all day long. And I could potentially, I don't think I can make an argument for the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can make an argument for the I think their best fit is the ACC. The football thing the football thing is legit. It's it's the thing that separates people like North Carolina. Yeah. It's why you don't care and probably don't know that Duke has a very viable football program. Duke is Duke. Duke is
0: Duke. Yeah, first team all Zion.
1: But if you're going to join the Big 12, you better be able to win football games, man. Yeah. Yep. You better be able to win football games. And right now you better be able to hit the like button. Uh, appreciate everybody here today. Uh, another massive show for us. Um, and again, if you're if you're just tuning in, you guys, it seems like every month on this show we say we're having the biggest month we've ever had. Mm-hmm. We're having the biggest month we've ever had. Um, we really appreciate the fact that every day you guys like this show, which tells YouTube, hey, this is a good show. They spit it out. Um, we are one of the most recommended sports talk shows on YouTube. Yeah. YouTube gives us numbers and statistics and they tell us we are one of the most recommended algorithm shows on YouTube, Best. <laughs> which means if somebody searches, you know, pack 12, you're going to see all of our shorts. You're going to see all of our uploads. And it's only because you guys like the show. You watch the show on average for 27 minutes at a time, which is unbelievable. Yes. Um, to which I say, thank you. Um, and there's not much I can do beyond saying, thank you for being members of the show. Thank you for watching the show. Thank you for commenting on the show. Um, all by the way, real quick, before we get to uh, a couple other things here. Um, if you listen to this show on audio, only on Stitcher, Stitcher is going away. Unbelievable that Stitcher is going away. I encourage you so watch the show on YouTube. Yeah. And if you need a new audio platform, I would tell you that everybody who listens to us on Spotify loves it. Uh, Pandora, iHeart, Odyssey, like we're everywhere. But Stitcher Radio, that it, which is one of our largest providers of listeners on our audio podcast, is going away. Uh, they're transitioning everybody to Pandora. So just be ready for that. Yeah. We, got, we keep getting noticing on that. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby, you're welcome, Jake and Monty. Thank you, Gumby. You're here every day. Appreciate you. A um, uh, couple more. Bryce Martin says, uh, plus UTSA is a big rival for Houston. OG Gary says, Jake, RS5 or GTR? Uh, RS5. Probably RS5.
0: RS3 over RS5, though.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, I would say uh, Probably. Probably. I don't disagree with that. Uh, San Diego State Aztec, Glenn, how are you? Nathan Mensa of San Diego State had a heart issue two years ago. He recovered and helped San Diego, San Diego State to the Final Four. LeBron's son will be back. Well, yeah. And I think if you uh, if you look at the um, DeMar Hamlin situation.
0: It's just a totally different thing, right? Like DeMar, DeMar's heart stopped because of force put through his body, right? And Bronny's yes. heart stopped. Well, I'm not sure the exact. They reason, haven't said but, exactly why, yet. But like clearly, it wasn't. Hey, you got hit so hard, your heart stopped. You know, like that. That Demar thing was freaky because of that aspect. Bronny, my biggest concern, and th- and we see this sometimes in, in in sports that are based in cardio, right? Like the way basketball is, like soccer, basketball. Ant gathers
1: Reggie Lewis. Yeah,
0: dude. I mean, we we've, we've seen this type of thing before. So it's incredible to me that we don't see it more often. It speaks to modern medicine. It speaks to modern... Um, Testing, ana- you know, the... Yeah, the like the, conditioning.
1: The analytics, the... Yeah. yeah, I mean, the things that these programs do. I mean,
0: remember, he, this happened...
1: He was practicing, dude. At 9.30 in the morning in Los Angeles at the Galen Center, which is USC's gym. Like, it's unbelievable. I just think we're really lucky that, that Bronny didn't die. Yeah. I mean, when your heart stops, good Lord. You remember Shaq's son. Who was an all-world player? Wound up having some like open, massive open Sharif. heart. Yeah, Sharif O'Neill. Yeah, had massive open heart surgery. Yeah, so it's nothing to joke with, um, you know. And you just got to figure out: Hey, was it an electrical issue with his heart? Was it you know? Was what was going on with the lining of his heart? Is it an arterial? Like, there's so they much. need to diagnose what happened, and that'll tell us whether he'll be back. We'll see. But yeah, I hope you're right hope you're right. Raider Mark, I don't think the Texas schools have any stomach for uh, more Texas programs. Uh, it's what kept Houston out for so long. Yeah, I think the Big 12 in Texas are finished. Yeah. I don't know where UTSA winds up, but they will wind up somewhere. Yep. There is, there is absolutely no question about that. Um, uh, let's see. Who we got? Look at Glenn. 27 minutes, is that all? Yeah, the average, that's massive. On YouTube, there's a couple of stats. You guys don't care about this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Yeah. Um, There's something called click-through rate. They see your your thumbnail, the picture. How many people click on it? We're at 12% of the people who see our thumbnails click through on them. The average is like 3%. The average person listens to our live shows for 27 minutes. The average person on YouTube watches for less than three minutes. So those two things right there are amazing. Um, we average 300 likes per show. The average YouTube show averages less than five. So you guys make it possible.
0: And those, and just to be clear, because I know we're going to get all oh, where you get your analytics. YouTube provides those analytics. Yes, they do. It's like not, yeah. YouTube
1: tells us, Hey, you guys are one of the top 5% of streamers in the sports uh, category on the entire platform. Globally, we're in the top 5% of streamers. Yeah. Think about that. Soccer, cricket, European soccer, NFL football, like all of the streamers were in the top 5%. And it's, that's because
0: you guys listen for 27 minutes.
1: It's remarkable.
0: And again, remember, that's average. So that's that on average. means a lot of people listen for 40, 45 minutes, an hour. Like that's an average.
1: <sighs> yeah. And I that's think an it's,
0: average across 2.7 million views a month on the channel.
1: Yeah. Construction work. You guys hold to your view even when 80% of us disagree. Well, I don't know. Eighty. Give me a topic and I'll tell you why. Um, let's see. Tom Dean says, Jeff Sagar in 22 football rankings, Tulane 25, UConn 134. Well, judging UConn on football is – A futile there's effort. There's nothing to talk about. Yeah,
0: that's not. Yeah. Their
1: football program has never been – and I shouldn't say never – it's occasionally being competitive. They're a basketball school. They are. There's just, nothing just, wrong with saying yeah, that. dude. Nothing wrong. OG Gary, I'm going all three hours 95% of the time, and I appreciate that. Appreciate you. There's Jet Wayman, my guy. What's up, guys? What's up, Jet Wayman? Kyle
0: King of Utah, baby. Uh,
1: who's just in time to hear me bitch and moan about Jalen Brown getting a massive, <coughs> massive contract from the Boston Celtics. Three hundred and four million dollars fully guaranteed. It's the largest contract in the history of the NBA for Jalen Brown. That's wild yeah, to me.
0: I, I, I think that <clears throat> Jalen unfortunately is not a complete player. That's the problem.
1: Oh, you're you're in a generous mood today.
0: Yeah. Jalen <laughs> unfortunately Jalen can put together a highlight reel there's no question about it he is talented no doubt about it disappears in the playoffs no doubt about it can't can't go left when it matters most right um and just overall i i don't know that i would have signed him to this max or super max whatever i don't know that i would have committed that much to him i know the dollar figures are going up generally right like rising tide raises all ships okay so Supermax Supermax extensions are, generally speaking, getting more expensive. There's no doubt. All the money's going up in the NBA. Totally understand. That does not, however, mean that you have to pay the contract. We're not talking about quarterbacks here, bro. We're talking about the NBA. You've already got your alpha dog on this team in Jason Tatum. I wonder what this team would be if you remove Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown and take that money and go get you know, some other stars, Jason Tatum and Paul George on the same team, Jason Tatum and who the hell ever, whoever you want to point to Jason. Can you Tatum imagine deserves J- that chance.
1: JT? Can you imagine Jason Tatum and Kevin Durant? Yeah. Can right? you imagine like, and my biggest problem with Jalen Brown is he's so inconsistent. And I don't believe in the biggest moments you can count on him. And I think we're seeing Jason Tatum trying to carry the entire club. And you're seeing that the workload becomes too much. Yeah. I think they did the exact right thing in moving Marcus smart. I think they did the exact wrong thing in paying Jalen Brown, all this money mm-hmm. and he earned it. I understand that, you know, he met the metrics to become a supermax player, but you guys, can you really tell me, can you really tell me that you believe $304 million for Jalen Brown is the right way to go? Man, I can't see that. Yeah. I I can't see that. Uh, I just, in the immense amount of pressure now on him, we've never seen him perform under pressure. Never. Never have you seen him perform like this. It's going to be amazing to me to see what this Celtics team turns into. Yeah. Because I think if you look at the East, there is no question that you're seeing the Cavs are coming up I think you're seeing the Knicks are coming up. I, I mean, I don't, who knows what this Harden Embiid situation is going to be in Philly? Mm-hmm. But who knows? The Bulls are trash, but the Bucks are always going to be competitive depending on how long uh, Giannis is anti-Mong, anti mong k- anti k- your mama, and stuff. How long Giannis is there, that's going to be really interesting. I think Detroit's on the way up, although the money they're asking and the resources they're asking for Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh huh. Is ridiculous. They're on the way up. $304 million committed to one player in Jalen Brown, I think, is a huge mistake. Yeah. It is. It's a huge mistake. Yes. Uh, Mike Phillips says 304 is going to look like pennies next year when JT gets his supermax. Yeah.
0: And that might be true, but I I think, see, I don't love that comparison for the Celtics because I think Jason Tatum is a number one. Jalen Brown is struggling to be a number two, right? There's a huge difference there. So to me, I understand this is a league of duos. There's no question, right? It used to be big threes. Now it's duos. And then you build everything around the two guys. For me, Jalen Brown has not held up his end of the bargain in the duo. And I think Mm. for me, it's the Boston Celtics. You have continued to disappoint. And the last thing I remember about this Boston Celtics team was Steph Curry going into your house and absolutely stepping on your neck. And what did Jalen Brown do then? Absolutely nothing. So that's why I struggle with it. Now, I understand if you're the guy who's saying, hey, it's Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. This is their boy. They got to pay him. Like, okay, I understand. But I still maintain, hey, let's not forget who we are. We're the Boston freaking Celtics right we are a power player in the league yeah. if i call any superstar in this league they're at least taking my call and that's a huge advantage and something that i think sometimes nba organizations forget about
1: <laughs> bryce martin Giannis' anti-competitive mentality
0: <laughs> by the way jalen brown gets this supermax today what did we see out of jason tatum's camp a video talking about how he doesn't believe in load management. And that it doesn't matter whether they're on league pass or on ESPN. He believes he should play as many games as he can possibly play. Yeah.
1: John Famler says uh, Bucks are aging. Uh, uh, apart from Giannis, Bucks have no way to improve. Well, I mean, you're going to have to remake that roster at some point. I mean, it you've, you've yeah, I, I don't, I don't think Giannis finishes there. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think he is. I feel like sometimes he tries to temper the expectations that he's going to do that. Very much so. But
0: I just think that's the business of the league now. Like I think the oh, like you know he's a he's a ring chaser. Like I I, I like I think yeah. that's just a tired thing now.
1: Yep. Jeff Woodworth says Middleton looked forty when he was in college. He looked a hundred last year when he was injured again. <laughs> yeah. I, he's played a lot of hoop, dude. He's played a lot of hoop, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what Boston does. I I, I think the Wests. It, this Bronny thing with LeBron's really interesting. What if Bronny is done playing basketball?
0: Yeah, it totally changes everything because you're not waiting for Bryce. Yeah. Bryce is too young. He's much too young.
1: So to me, it's like, okay, that
0: changes the trajectory for LeBron big time. Now, hopefully Bronny is good, and I really do. I, I, I've been looking forward to I know a lot of people have been like, oh, Bryce is the guy here, and he's the real prospect. Dude, Bronny's a hell of a player. Yeah, he is. And, and I think that. You should not be selling Bronny James short. Um, and I do think that Bronny's that guy that maybe comes into the league um, not living up to expectation, but turns into an absolute savage yeah. three years in because he's LeBron James' kid. He's got that fire. So, yeah, I mean, if he doesn't go to the league, that changes everything. Yeah. But if if Bronny James is able to play basketball safely and he mm. and, and he is allowed to play, he will be in the league.
1: Yeah, I agree. OG Gary, Jake and money. y'all really taking an RS3 over others even if you have 90 to 100k to spend on the car? Yeah,
0: because I can spend 55 on an RS3 and it can take out a Lambo with 10 grand. That's why. Because the motor is is strong as hell.
1: Now, is that the car that I would pick first? No, but that's not what you asked. Yeah. That's not what you asked.
0: I mean, if you if you want to know what the best all-around car is? It's probably an X5 M competition. Like you're getting comfort. Let's take it here. There's
1: there's a there's a little company in German Germany you got to look out for too. Uh huh. Little Porsche Cayenne action.
0: Yeah, you're a Cayenne guy. Yeah. So I can you would take that.
1: you would take an X5 over a over a Cayenne. Yeah. Oh. I like wow.
0: the sti- you know why? I, and it's not even that
1: the Cayenne's probably faster. Come on,
0: man. But I like the styling of the Beamer better. But that's
1: just me. Yeah. We'll see. Greg Swain says, y'all are beating the other live quasi Big 12 show by at least four to one daily uh, live. And they apparently noticed also they're doing daily short vids that you've been doing forever. Hey, if you're not doing shorts on this platform.
0: hey, You're you, Look, dude, the reality is, and, and Hey, if y'all are listening, get some free game. Right? Shorts are the appetizers. Li- the live show is
1: the, is the main course. Yeah, this is not easy. I think a lot of people think you just hit a switch on YouTube and all of a sudden you're the shit. You're not. Yeah. There's, we, we, there's a reason people pay us a lot of money to help them grow on YouTube and teach their businesses SEO. and.
0: It's two years in a row, and it will continue for probably three or four years at this pace of 12 hours, five to six days a week, and, and splitting the duty. Right. So whether it's SEO and uploading, cutting the video, shooting the video uh, that doesn't even account for all the hours spent prepping and not golfing and not doing things that we want to be doing, like like I can tell you one of the things before we get off of this this year, we're not doing shows on vacations. We're not doing it like like we realized last year that that was a mistake for us, that we needed the time off because we do work 12 hour days pretty much every day. And and so that's a change we're making. But I yeah I, I I think a lot of people want to say oh well hey they've got thirty thousand subs and they're this really strong brand and they are and they, they are. do great work and I
1: love those and guys and I don't mind but like three sixty five sports does a phenomenal phenomenal job. job. smoking and his crew like amazing people too. Yeah. Met him
0: at Big Twelve Media Day. Have nothing but great things to yeah. say.
1: This is not an easy gig and we are the thing that separates us from others is we don't do radio. We don't do, this is what we do. Yeah. And it is, it is one of those things where you have to, in my opinion, you have to figure out who you are and, and what you're willing to sacrifice. I am not willing to sacrifice my vacations anymore. Um, I, I, and I don't say, and we don't say that we work 12 hours a day. is like some badge of honor. That's what's required. Yeah. We have, we broke. 10,000 subscribers on this channel in February. And we're we're like 300 away uh from breaking 20,000. Because we grind on this thing every single day. Yeah. And it's not easy and I can tell you knowing who you, YouTube tells us who our competition is, they just don't do it the way we do it. And so all of those people always ine- inevitably whether it was back in the day with blue and gold dude or rest in peace or whoever, Hey, will you guys do collabs? Well, dude, I already work 12 hours a day. I don't have time. Yeah. Hey, will you guys show us how to do this? I would love to, but I don't have time.
0: And if you're going to take my time, there's a cost.
1: Yeah. Like that's the hard part for us is a lot of people want to want to know how we're doing what we're doing. And it's like on YouTube, there's nowhere to hide. There, like everything is out in in front of you, right? Like like if you, if you, the biggest mistake people make is they're like, well, how are you doing a million views if you only have 19,000 subscribers? Okay, well, tell me you don't know how YouTube works without telling me you don't know how YouTube works. Yeah. Because your subscriber count, everybody gets a hard on for their subscriber count. And it's like, hey, that's cool. Stay hard. But your subscriber count is useless. Do you understand
0: on YouTube, you <laughs> should have more views from unsubscribed people
1: yes. than subscribed people. Yes. That's how you grow. All right, There endeth end of the lesson because nobody cares. Uh, Monty Oza Ribeye says, I remember breaking 1500. So much has changed. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So much has changed. Uh, J.K. Marshall. Hey, guys, just got here. What did I miss? Nothing. Nothing.
0: Good nothing. talk in the first hour, I'd say, but nothing
1: major. Nothing, but you know, I I don't, I just don't view other people as competition. Yeah, it's not I, how I, we do it. I hope I hope Smokey and his dudes or... you know, I'm trying to any of the locked on guys or like, those guys are all grinding to try and be something. I mean, when you and when you look at how difficult this job is, and I'm not, you guys probably don't care about this, but. Do you guys understand how difficult this gig is? So coming out and rooting for people to fail, man, who's got the yeah. energy or the time for that? Yeah. Who, Like seriously. Yeah. And again, to go back, we talked about it earlier, why we don't, somebody was asking why we don't interact a lot on Twitter. Cause there's for what, for what? Like, what do you get out of Twitter? It's not a major source of goodness or filling your cup. Right. So why do you do it? You don't. But you put your you put your energy and you put your effort into things that that return for you or make you feel good. So for us, it's social outside of Twitter. Yeah. And it's and it's YouTube. And YouTube has taken a long time for us to, to learn how to use it. But man, two years ago when we finally figured it out fully. It doesn't, it does not take long when you learn how to use it. Yep.
0: And then it's just, and then it's just a time game. Then it's just like, okay. So it's probably going to take, you know, like the first year, we were like, all right, if we can add 10,000 subs in the first year, the first 365 days we're on the platform, we'd be thrilled with that. And we did that, you know. And now we're on the precipice of adding another 10,000 inside of what, 100 days? Yeah. 120 days or something wow. like that. It's like some, uh, it's it's a much shorter amount of time. So like, it's just, look, it, the, the reality is, is that, like we love doing the show but people want us. To, i feel like a lot of people want us to come out and be like oh this brand sucks that, or, that show sucks or you guys are trash it's like dude do you understand that again tell me how you you don't know how youtube works dude it's a pool so the people that watch 365 watch our show the people who watch our show watch 365 i know that's rocket science
1: Go watch the like, other shows, you guys, and, and see how many names you recognize in the comment section. Yeah. Now, no, we do comments a little differently than most people do, because uh, we we the interaction on our show we really enjoy it. We think it's critical. Yeah. But if you go look at, I don't even know the other, uh, John Kurtz or those guys bust their ass, man. Yeah. Those guys, they work in radio, they work in their bloggers or they're writers, like it's not easy. Mm-hmm. So the idea that don't show up and like, hey, this guy sucks or, okay, if you don't like his show and it's not your flavor, I can respect that. Yeah. But understand that just the way you're a lawyer or a garbage man or a contractor and that's labor for you, dude, this is 12 hours a day of everything. This is work. It's labor. I love it, but don't forget it's labor. Uh, Big Bad Brass Balls gives us $5. Thank you. To say, I follow a lot of creators on YouTube. You're the only ones I pay a sub. Well, thank you.
0: Appreciate you, bro. I, I really you guys, appreciate it,
1: that, we, man. We, are, we really appreciate that, that you guys support us. We do. Raider Mark. I really like the Monty short uh, Show Shorts. They're a great way to go to the topic you're interested in. For my 45 uh, commute, you can usually get through the short. Appreciate it. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um OG Gary says big daddy Claddy. <laughs> okay. OG Gary also says you and Clad are amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Uh Robert Anderson says, I like hearing about the nuances of of YouTube life. It's tough, dude. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to it. I, I won't lie, there's a lot to it. Yeah. Greg Swaim says locked on horrible, and our network just took their uh their beat one away. Uh, and our network just took their beat one away. Their way. best one. Their best one. Okay, my bad. Um, I think it is. Lockdown has done an incredible job growing their following. Yeah, it's really man. Do it's hard to grow a following. Yeah,
0: but like the lockdown network is just a different build, right? Like that's a yes. different. Uh, in my opinion, that's a different product. I mean, you're talking about you know what probably what 100 channels probably or something i mean it's it like there's so many like it's a ton dude like that's a whole different operation
1: yeah i i agree uh deliric says i got here through 365 yeah yeah see what i mean like, Yeah. It, it, and that's we what that's why i said we never they, man those those guys work hard dude and yeah. talking to them at, at big 12 football media it was so great to meet everybody everybody like you don't understand how many people watch your show until everybody's like oh i yeah, I watch a show where hey it's good to meet you in person or
0: like I didn't get to shake like John Kurt's hand or like actually like meet him but he was probably I don't know seven tables down yeah at big 12 media Day. so we saw him uh got to as you said got to meet the 365 guys shake their hands say hi like all the radio great.
1: all the radio guys that came over and like oh I watch your show all the time yeah. I appreciate what you guys do and yeah yeah it's and I cannot tell you how many people are like how do you build a YouTube channel? it is
0: it is <laughs> rocket science to many.
1: OG Gary, uh, who is 365 365 sports just search them on YouTube. They're really yeah. a a Texas Big 12 really I don't get to watch a lot of their stuff. they do a lot of Baylor. they I do mean, a
0: lot of content period they, yeah, they, they cover do. a lot of ground because of their they're they're robust, a much more robust sort of setup. So they have a lot of manpower, a lot of different shows, a lot of things yeah. happening. Um, but if you just search anything Big Twelve related, uh, they do talk Pac Twelve. Uh, you'll find them
1: on YouTube. But yep. yeah, just search 365 Sports. Yeah. Katie Raider, chicken lips and snake hips. Wow. Well. Uh, yep, I watch both. Yeah, yeah, so, a I mean, lot it's of just people Not do. a secret. Uh, Katie Raider says live or stream. It's not radio. It is not radio. Uh, 365 is all talk, no jokes. Oh, is that right?
0: Oh, so you're saying it's uh, so you're saying it's like more serious. It's it's just much more like inline, inline, sports, informative yeah. kind of serious.
1: Yeah. Uh Mori Alvarez gives us two dollars to say, ah, back in the day of five hundred subs for an Xbox. Maury, exactly. I love right. you, bro. I Online. love you, bro. Maybe for twenty thousand we need to celebrate by giving away an Xbox or a PS5. Yeah. Back in the day for everybody who
0: Maybe we do maybe we do a national giveaway and then a, a local giveaway or something. I something,
1: don't know. yeah. Because we used to give away um, every thousand subs, we used to give away like an Xbox or a PS5, Amazon gift card, Amazon gift card. We gave away a weekend experience. We did, yeah, it was awesome. Sir Robin, uh, gives us five dollars. I don't want to know you, you guys. Uh, I don't want you guys to trash your competition. I just want you to trash the Utes. Well, we'll work well, on there. There you go, dude. I mean, hard, at least you're honest. It's hard to trash the Utes. And do Tom Dean. Uh, Monty show farts greater than three sixty-five show farts, and they smell ah. better. They smell better. And considering I had an entire gallon of black beans last night, trust me, we're testing the theory. Right. Um, The eye patch. Locked on Utah's all right. It's low-key. Not Pac-12 doom and gloom like the Monty Show, who I would guess 75% are BYU fans on here. Pathetic. Okay. See, now I know you're a troll, and I appreciate you putting so much effort into it. What does BYU fandom have to do with it?
0: And I'm guessing you probably have a Twitter burner account where you hate on us there, too. So I appreciate you, dude. Come on, man. I mean, we're th- we're two hours and fifty four minutes in.
1: Appreciate you listening the whole time, dude. I love you, Jeff Woodworth. Is YouTube the thingy on the interwebs? It is the thingy. Uh, Gary, uh, Greg Swaim. I need to borrow some f- uh, fart sounds for our new YouTube show. You did. <laughs> Gotta have it. The reason I love this show is the humor mixed in with sports. Keep it funny. Yeah, it, yeah, dude. G- we can't be serious. Ain't no reset can't do it. OG Gary, just looked up 365. Yeah, those guys are uh, not my flavor. Saw a few vids of theirs and wasn't much of a connection with me. And
0: that's fine. That's yeah. fine. I mean, that's I mean, that's that's sports talk, you yeah. know, right? Like the, you have certain flavors.
1: Jeremiah Champion love this show. I trust sports news from you guys as you are uh, hardly wrong. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You, you saying that, dude. I'll yeah. be Seminole, seminal. you interact more and better than any other show I watch. You uh, cover a lot of stuff. So juggling all of the different types of comments. It's great. Keep it up. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Holden Hiscock says, Monty, all farts. Stay with. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, what about Mbappe's 700 million euro offer for one year in Saudi Arabia? Like, why was I not born like a, a footballer? Kylian Mbappe yeah. is being offered $700 million to go play in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Like I are you serious right like I, come on man mm-hmm. Come on man Like it's come on Uh Cam Harrison the eye patch getting called out LMAO I mean <laughs> it's so clear go. I mean it's and you
0: know what's so funny too is we've learned over the last 2 years or whatever it's been now that dude we love you you're commenting you're watching like please continue
1: Yeah Seriously It's fun Yeah I don't mind it. Uh construction work. 365 and Monty are my top YouTubes daily. Appreciate you that. Go. Uh rising water raises all boats. That's yes, right. it does. That's right. Yes, it does. Monty owes a ribeye. The reason I like this show is because you talk like people do at lunch. Yeah, we're <laughs> that is another thing. I cannot tell you how many people come up to Z. Like, oh, hey, you're Monty, huh? Hey <laughs> Monty. And but bef- we'll be I'll be like, well, hey, nice to meet you. What was your name? And he'll be like, Killian Mbappe, and by the way, it's really cool that you're normal. You're just like you are on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, and it's like, yeah. And usually they're like, you don't, look, you don't look nearly as fat in person as you do on the show. Fat! It's kind of disappointing, chops. Here, have a Snickers. <laughs> Tom, uh, the interaction with viewers uh, is for sure something that is unique and great. Yeah, I agree. I enjoy it. Uh, Cam Harrison says, shout out to Mo Bamba. Yeah, dude. Yep. One of our favorite drops. And shout out to Mo Bamba. (laughs) Uh, Can't wait for uh, in-season. The comment section is going to be uncontrollable. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, just wait till football season gets here, bro. Yeah, Uh, you know. 365 is Baylor mostly. Oh, is that right? Okay. Uh, Derek says joked. Joked about what? Um, Greg Swain, before we get out of here, we have both BYU and Ute shows on our network, and they actually have a show together now as well. Nice. (laughs) Nice, uh, Derek. Giannis joked about playing in Saudi Arabia after Mbappe's massive offer. Yeah,
0: people were not that. amused that LeBron said that he would take Saudi money. Dude,
1: I <laughs> not amused, bro. Bro, yeah. Uh, I, listen, I I don't Saudi judge those, I don't judge those guys, but I I simply know if you want to make Saudi money, you go to TridayTrading.com slash right. Monty. Um, uh, one of our best partners. We love the guys at Triday Trading, and The thing I always say is so many people, when we talk about work or so many people are unhappy with their jobs. So many people are looking for jobs. Why look for a job, work for yourself, get off that train, understand the paycheck is the drug they give you to forget your dreams. And when you go to trydaytrading.com, sign up for a $10 30 day unlimited membership. They give you all of their coaching, all of the, the, they teach you all the systems, the algorithms, the process to make you a prolific day trader. You graduate the TryDayTrading.com program. They fund an account for you so that you trade with their money out of the gate. And when you make money with their money, they give you 80% of the profit. So if I said to you at work today, did you make $1,000? If the answer was no, TryDayTrading.com. Hey, in your part-time gig, are you making three to $500 a day? Are you are you making $2,500 a week? Are you making $20,000 a month? Oh, you're not? Trydaytrading.com slash Monty for a $10 charitable donation. It's a tax write-off. And 30 days in a trial membership, you're going to understand what you could be making versus what you've left on the table. Trydaytrading.com. Sign up for the membership or just go and look at the website and watch all the video testimonies, read the information. They have a free webinar there for you to teach you how their system works. Hook it up. Trydaytrading.com presents all of our MBA talk on the Monty show. Whoo! Three hours in the books. That's it. Everybody appreciate you guys today on the show. Five thousand people watch the show. If you haven't, please hit the like button before we get out of here. Appreciate everyone. man. Could not do this show without you. Thank you so much. Sir Robin says, "I don't want you." Oh, I read that one already. All right. I was making sure I read all our super chats. Appreciate you guys. The Monty Show presented by The Advocates, TheAdvocates.com. Until tomorrow, I'll say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.